Hello, hello, hello. What's up, everybody? This is going to be the least populated stream probably of, uh, of my life. Because right now it's 3.30 a.m. here in Texas and no one's awake. Because it's 3.30 a.m. here, that means it's 4.30 uh, on the East Coast, which is not an awake time. 2.30 Mountain <clears throat> and 1.30 a.m. on Pacific Standard Time on a uh, Thursday morning. It's just going to be us, but it's all good. I was having some insomnia, and I've learned in the past that it's better to just to just roll with it. I fell asleep early. I fell asleep at like 7, woke up at midnight, uh, started reading news items, and now I'm just up. And that's fine. Just roll with it. You can, uh, you know, you can rest when you're dead. Because there's some, there's some stuff I really want to talk about. Um, this MasterCard thing, the Catholic Church scandal. Um, yeah, let's just get into it. I just want to, I just wanted to talk to you guys. And and Amy's way asleep, and everyone's asleep. And I know that I won't hit, I won't hit that number that gets me cut off of streaming. That happens sometimes now, apparently. All right, what is this? Oh, it's a stand-up bit. Oh, that's another bit. All right, so this is what really. Uh, made me a little sleepless. And I've known this has been coming for a while. Uh, MasterCard shuts down Robert Spencer's Patreon account, offers no explanation. This is no doubt part of the ongoing efforts of the left to deny all platforms to those who reject its agenda. Now, I don't actually know who Robert Spencer is, but it doesn't matter. I was going to research it, but it doesn't matter. It's not Richard Spencer. People think that's Richard Spencer. Either way, it could be anybody. It could it could be Adolf Hitler himself, and it wouldn't matter. The thing that matters about this is the reveal of control, and that's why this episode is called the Master's Card. I, my mom just uh, forwarded me something. It's so funny. It's all these coincidences. It says Master's Tools, Master's House, Decolonizing Academic Enterprise. Um, organization, Northeast Modern Language Association, yada, yada. She just, um, she forwarded this to me. It says, Owen, read through the master's tools, master's house blurb. It's an invite to give a paper at that conference. Don't let your head explode when you read it. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just centering gender, queer, oppressed, and colonizing curriculum, decolonizing text, practice media, being a feminist killjoy in academia, social justice practices in classroom and beyond. So I wrote back to her, um, I warned everyone, I wrote, it's about to get much worse. Now MasterCard is censoring people they deem politically incorrect based on uh, Chinese and Saudi Arabian desires. Social media, this is, this is all true. Believe it or not, I, this is why trust is important. And I know that I have really good people here with me, but for those of you that are on the fence, I bet a really high percentage. I'm not like this great predictor. Like I'll, I'll say things that, that don't come true and on a whim and all that. But about the fundamentals, I've been accurate about the tightening of this and how it's done and the importance of language since the beginning. Because it's algorithmic. It's math. It's not even guessing. It's obvious. So just know that this isn't. Like even the term conspiracy theory itself is misleading because there's conspiracies all the time. The Catholic uh, molestation scandal that just came out in Pennsylvania is the definition of a conspiracy theory. That's true. 
And it's more horrific than anything you can imagine. And I'm going to get to that. They were, they were, they did exactly what they did in my hometown. They, they kept, uh, 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 sending the priests different places, covering for each other. They had a cabal of people that had sex with children for 70 years. And people call conspiracy theories uh, for whack jobs. No, this is real. And fortunately, the one time when it's good that the media despises Christians is when they reveal the Catholic molestation problem. The one in Hollywood is way worse. It's only the media doesn't have any interest in exposing Hollywood because the left uses celebrity to push its agenda. It does not use Christianity. The left hates Christianity. So revealing the Catholic abuses, apply them to everything on the left times a thousand, and that's real. It because institutions are corruptible. I'll get to all of it in a second, but just know that the media, because this is all exposed by uh, liberal Democrats, exposed the uh, the Catholic Church molestation stuff. And the new one is horrifying. Hundreds of known victims, it's in the thousands for sure, files, ways of covering each other. The reason you know about it is because they're Christian. You can't imagine what the Saudis are doing in L.A. right now. You have no idea. I do. It's, it's blood-curdling. Anyway, so I write to my mom. Social media companies tell a user to take down one post. This, this is how it all works. If you, if you want to know why I never apologize for, for, for saying words, I never will, will, will take a word out of my vocabulary. If someone says, do you want to be beaten by a rope or a belt or an iron rod? I say iron rod. It's a scene right out of Goodwill Hunting. That's that's how I am. Someone says, well, at least it isn't the N-word. I go, what, uh, the word nigger? It's right out of Goodwill Hunting when when uh, when Matt Damon's character says that. And, and they both, when he's like, you know, my stepdad would say uh, the belt or the iron rod. And I'd say iron rod. And he said, why would you do that? And he said, because fuck you, that's why. And it, and, it, and it has to do with the covenant with God. And I know that will turn people off. You can be an atheist and understand this concept. Where, where to keep the promises, to keep the path, is the only way out. Just listen to how this works. This is an, an inverted pyramid. It's, it's a Ponzi scheme. It's, an, it, 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 it's a way of gaining control that you can't imagine. All right. So social media companies... T- all right. I want to explain this so well that that you can't not see it. Okay, like in North Korea, everyone's a slave, even the rulers. I'll start by saying that. Then when we're upset about YouTube and Facebook and Twitter, they're also slaves. That's very important to understand. Like, Like when I get upset about, like right now I'm banned from Facebook for 30 days. I'm permanently banned from Twitter. I'll rage about that. I'll get mad about that. They're also slaves. I'll show you how it all works. Social media companies tell one user to take down one post. And that's the moment when everything matters. That's when compliance matters. When they say take down this post, the user thinks just one post. And they say, just don't use this one word. Just one word. If they're, 
almost everyone complies. The person who refuses, like me, the social media company says it's just one user and they get rid of that user. Now, the MasterCard company tells the social media company to take down one user. It's just one user, so they get rid of the user. The one social media company who refuses can no longer use them to charge customers. Visa and PayPal would then collude with MasterCard to ensure that that company now goes out of business and on and on it goes. And now when you have the government, that's why most of these companies become leftists. Have you ever noticed that evil seems to curve to the left and uh, the neocon right? <clears throat> it's because it's because they're, they're, they have to or else they'll, they won't survive. Like big governments tell Amazon, tell Apple, tell Google, they tell all these companies, if you don't follow this, um, if you don't follow the narrative that we want to expand our government power, we want to increase taxes, we want to remove the rights of the individual, we will use our power, our force, our monopolized, weaponized violence to uh, use uh, laws like uh, uh, monopoly laws, antitrust acts, to destroy your company. And so they face an ethical conundrum. Do I either play ball, it's just one user, or do we ruin everything we've worked for? Unless you're willing to give up everything, you're not free. That's the story of Abraham. When people say the Old Testament is so barbaric and so, you know, full of violence, and I, that's what I heard many times from atheists, and they, they specifically cited Abraham and Isaac, where uh, God tells Abraham that he has to kill his only son, a son that um, he didn't think him and his wife could have, and it took so long for them to have a son, and they have a son. And I think people that have never had children don't understand how attached to your children you are. It's everything. So God says, take your, your, your son, your only son, to the top of a mountain and, and sacrifice him for me with a dagger. Any father will tell you that's the, the, that would be the hardest thing in the entire world. If God at that point said, stab yourself in the throat, Isaac, I mean, Abraham would have probably screamed, thank you, Lord. And without hesitation, stabbed himself in the throat. There would be no hesitation like there would be with your son. So why is that? Is it because ancient people were barbaric and ancient people um, hated their children? No, unlike the modern world, they didn't kill their children in the hundreds of thousands a year uh, with taxpayer money. No, it's because they love their children. And that's why that story was so powerful. And right as Abraham was about to kill his son, God said, no, you don't have to. I just needed to know that you could. What is that? What does that mean? What that means is you have to be able to give up everything to follow the, the path of God or else you die. Everything dies. The only way your son doesn't die is that. That's the story. That's how you save your son. Now, that's an ancient time. That's a violent time. We aren't in a bloody battle. And I frankly don't think that's coming. I think, but it's not any better to have the, the thing that's coming for us that's happening. We're literally fighting for our, our soul, our ability to, to be free, our ability to think.
our ability to not live in a constant world of anxiety, depression, self-hatred, and envy. That's what's happening to the world. It's not happening to me. Let me finish this. It's the individual against evil. It's as old as time and it never changes. To keep the covenant with God, you cannot bend the knee or you will never get up. When, da- uh, when dad said, just say what they want you to say until the book comes out, he doesn't know that in that one act I would have been gone. There's a reason I say nigger and not the N-word. If you bend on one word, you'll bend on them all. And the slippery slope fallacy doesn't apply with unlimited incentives and the, individ- the inability for the individual to course correct. This is not a slippery slope fallacy. It's not. This is an equation. It's a math equation that goes to the infinite. The only fight against it is with your personal action. And you literally have to be willing to die. Literally. The amount of people, this is what I wrote to my mother. The amount of people who dismissed me or uh, demonized me when they knew I, I was a good person, I was smart, and I was in the exact field of expertise is staggering. I would say they deserve what's coming to them, but my sons don't, and everyone is connected. There is a huge fight that is to come, and it may not even have bloodshed. I'm starting to realize that doesn't even matter. When someone's soul dies, it might have been easier to simply have war. The ownership of the human mind is the war, and I'm at the front lines of this. Hope you're good. I'm actually doing well. Life is good. I didn't kneel so I can face these things without going insane. I still feel joy. I'd be insane if I didn't. Love, Owen. I showed that to my mom. So the name of this episode is called The Master's Card because it's about what happened with MasterCard. And this is the cognitive dissonance. Listen, everyone has hypocrisy and hypocrisy isn't a very compelling argument. If you point out hypocrisy, it doesn't seem to matter to people very much. But you have to understand that the same people who say YouTube is a private company, they can ban whoever they want, are the same people that advocate for a $15 an hour minimum wage. That's saying that a private company has to be forced by the government and its weapons and its threats of imprisonment to pay its employees what the government says. Those are two contradictory thoughts that can't possibly live side by side. There are certain contradictions that life, that sometimes you almost have to live with a little bit. But you have to be aware of it. If you're not aware of it, it means you're lost. And and these people don't see that. And when you point that out, they only get angry at you. And there really is a growing... Is someone texting me? There really is a growing... um, Uh, a growing group of these. I think that's one reason why we, uh, we as a culture became obsessed with these zombie movies because you just see the zombies everywhere. You know, you just see people just repeating and repeating the lies and the lies and the lies. And it's like, you lost your covenant and it's a soul death. You don't have to bring your son to the top of a mountain and stab him. You all, all we were asked to do, all we're asked to do is be able to give up our Facebook account. And you don't have to shut it down. But when they say you can't say this word, you say, you say the word, whatever the word it is, you have to defy them. And months ago, my good friend Dave Smith felt kind of bad for me. And he, I remember him saying out of compassion, and I love Dave Smith tremendously. 
And I know this was true and compassionate. He was like, man, I just feel like Owen's going down this, this road of like unnecessary martyrdom. You know, like he could have just stayed on Twitter. He could have just kind of played ball a little bit and he wouldn't have to face these things. And now he might just become obscure. And he really fell for me. And I, I, I knew that, but he didn't know what I knew. And that's why recently we had a, a really nice conversation because he was like, turns out you were just uh, an early adopter to this kid. Do you have any insights for me? And I was like, yeah. And I just explained to him a whole bunch of stuff. It, I wasn't a martyr. I'm not a martyr. People have told me that. People have said, you're a martyr, man. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I, I'm not, I didn't go into this wanting to die. I didn't go into this wanting to be deplatformed and shamed and lose money and have my friends turn on me. You think I want that? No one should want to be a martyr. What I want is to not break the rules that I know will keep our civilization going and my career going and my sanity going and my respect for myself going. You can't bend. And what I was doing was never racist. It was never bigoted. It was never any of the things they accused me of. One of the biggest tweets that I got in quote unquote trouble for and banned for was I said, these Hollywood leftists truly believe that if a woman is being raped and she calls her rapist a nigger, they're more offended by the word than the rape. You know what happened after? I was proven right over and over and over again. And even right now, there'll be someone watching this that they're like, yeah, can't say that word. That means your soul is gone. Those people, unless they, it's kind of like uh, uh, dealing with someone with a serious drinking or drug problem. You know, you have to hit rock bottom. It's up to them to choose to get out of that hell they're living in. If you think the utterance of a word is worse than raping a woman, you're gone. And then I, I posed a question to the thousands of people calling me a racist. I said, I never said what color the woman was. What if the woman was black? Does that change the equation? Does the amount of pigment in the woman's skin change what I just proposed? And at that point, they were all they could do is scream at me and rage and start campaigns to get me taken down. Because when you're faced with the truth and you're unwilling to do what has to be done and face the realities of life, all you can do is scream and claw and you become truly evil and you're capable of anything. At that point, your soul is owned. It's owned. Because I was from a family where me and my brother would do these hypotheticals all day long. It was, it was, it's a way to kind of hone in on your, feel, your views, your principles, your ethics. Like what really would you do in situations? Like me and my brother once debated whether or not it was wrong, like what, how we felt if someone was being raped, like if a man was raping a woman and a gay rapist started raping that man, what's, who, who's, who's right, who's wrong, yada, yada. And my feelings were the gay rapist does not negate, like the act of stopping a rape isn't enough to excuse him of the rape. I felt that the gay rapist raping the rapist was uh, was was still a rape. Like that's still morally a rape. It's because there was a joy in it. And 
And so then the, the conversation, this is my whole life, by the way, this is nothing new. So then the conversation continued to, uh, well, yeah, but you'd execute a pedophile. I was like, of course I'd execute a pedophile. I'm like, and this is when things get weird. This is when things get weird. I, I shouldn't enjoy it. Because the thing that made the gay rapist's rape of the rapist bad was that he was enjoying the act of rape. That's so I would enjoy killing pedophiles. I know that. And that would that would still make me and that's also a subjective thing. See, this is these are when these are the conversations you get into when you really get down to it, right? When it's like so much gray area. And it's tough. It's not as 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 black and white as people think. Where you're like, well, of course I'd kill, I would gladly execute a pedophile. No question. And then the word gladly, you're like, well, you're enjoying taking the life of a human being. It's like, yeah, but that's not really a human being. It's like, but it is though. And then you start thinking, so is the only moral executioner one who's completely apathetic and feels nothing? So now you're putting sociopathy as a virtue. See what I'm saying? When you go down these holes, and I, I know what I believe on all this stuff, because you go down these holes and you start realizing it. Now, this is the world we live in. I can't wait to show you guys this picture. Someone sent this to me. And uh, millennial couple bikes through ISIS territory to prove humans are kind and gets killed. I laughed at that. You know, is that wrong to laugh at that? No, I don't think that's wrong to laugh at that. Because I don't see any, I don't see any virtue in them thinking that they can go against everything everyone tells them. That they're going to say that, um, that everyone else is a moron except them. That, that ISIS are just like us and we're all equal. We're all, no, that's when reality bites you in the ass. And I think it's important to be reminded these things. That everyone isn't kind. Most people are not kind. Here's a quick... Uh, there's been a lot of talk about uh, pedophile jokes. I found a joke. I don't have the full joke on this computer, though. But I found this joke from 1999. It's a pedophile joke, and we'll analyze why it's vastly different from James Gunn's. Um, check this out. This is me in 1999. There we go. No, I tried being gay when I was once. You know, I tried it out. I wanted to see if I was gay. I had a relationship with a man. It didn't work out though. You know, a lot of it had to do with the age difference. You know, I was eight, he was 70. All right, you see what sticks out immediately why that's different? Because I was the victim in that. And the satire, the reveal, was that that age difference isn't possible to have consent or a relationship. That juxtaposition reveals that. The joke goes on to say, I was an altar boy. I knew something was wrong when they said, wear a dress, light a candle, and drink some wine. I should have known I was on a date. That's the joke. And I guarantee it, it made nobody go, oh, how could you joke about that? No, because that's a reveal. I was mocked 
I was attacked in 1999 for saying a joke like that. I was called a heretic. There was a reason I didn't call myself Christian for over a decade. Because my hometown of Oswego, New York, had one of the worst infestations of pedophile priests you can imagine. When you read about this one that just came out, this is how it is in a lot of places. We had a Monsignor, Monsignor Fafaro, and he would sexually abuse children. And he would bring in, and, and Oswego, New York is extremely economically depressed, extremely. And, and broken towns are a lot like broken kids. They're easy targets. So the priest would go after uh, the kids without dads, especially. That was big. And with moms that, that, that weren't around a lot, that had to work or they were dating some new guy or the latchkey kids. And so the priest would become a father figure to the kid, and then the priest would have sex with the child. That's the evilest thing uh, in the world, potentially. I, I, can't, I can't think of anything worse than that. And so what would happen is there would be complaints. And the first couple complaints would be met by the blue check mark types. It's all the same. Blue check marks were just the, the aristocracy that has always existed or the the, the church ladies that don't want to ruffle the feathers and they would, they would call the kid a liar or say that there's something always wrong about that family or that family's just trying to take down a good man. But then the fifth one, the sixth one, the tenth one would come in and people's natural inclination to protect children would start to beat even their borderline psychotic drive to have social status in the community. So the church would move the priest. They wouldn't go to prison. They wouldn't go to jail. There would be no trial. They would never face their accusers. They would simply take the priest out of West Genesee, Fayetteville, Manlius, Cicero, North Syracuse, you know, all these, these wealthier sub suburbs of Syracuse, and they would send him on down the river. There's a river called the Oswego River, and it ends in Lake Ontario, right? And so they would send it to where the river ends. They also sent the nuclear power plants to where the river ends. They also sent the steam station, the coal burning plant, the Miller plant, all the places, you know, people wanted electricity. They wanted burnt coal and they wanted beer, but they didn't want to know where it came from. They also uh, wanted to get rid of all their, um, their, their pedophile priests. So they would send them to Oswego and one after another, they would take over um, the churches. So now you're starting to deal with what's it called? A conspiracy. This is what a conspiracy is. It, it, it was a secret collusion between pedophiles in a sacred organization to hide and to systematically fuck as many children as they could. So when people like me have other conspiracy ideas and people like Ben Shapiro go, ah, trash, you don't know the scars we have. You don't know what we've seen. You don't know the shame that comes from being tricked. This is one thing that motivates conspiratorial minds. And this is something I try to watch out for as much as possible. I, I try to keep myself in check with this. The movie, The Edge is one of my favorite movies. Steven Crowder recommended that to me two days ago and I, I just watched it and it blew my mind. And um, uh, Hopkins in the movie, Anthony Hopkins, Says, says to Alec Baldwin, do you, do you know why most people die in, in the wilderness? He goes, no, I don't. Why don't you fill me in? He goes, shame. They die of shame. 
They keep rethinking over and over again what they could have done, what mistakes they made, what preparations they could have thought of, and it immobilizes them. And they sit down and they simply die of shame. That's why they die in the wilderness. They die of shame. That's powerful. You know, in this world of, of cyber attacks and bullying and political correctness and um, all these weird cultural things that are happening, it's so easy to die of shame. And we're not in a bloody war. And I don't believe we'll, we'll get in one. I think there's going to be a different type of war that's been going on and a different type of attack and a different type of weapon. And it's shame. And I'm a bit of a war vet with shame. When you have people in your life that have been abused to that level and you did nothing about it, or you didn't see it coming, or what could you have done? Or You start developing a real shame. And that is what makes you a little predisposed to conspiracy theories because you don't want to be tricked again. Because you think that Next time you'll see it coming. Next time you'll be able to tell the science. Next time you'll know that the weird lines in the sky is why your, your daughter has autism, you know, something like that. And I'm not mocking that. that. That wasn't me attempting to mock. I was putting together two things that seem fairly random. That wasn't me mocking people that have these, these thoughts because something is happening. There is a rise in autism, whether it's from overdiagnosis, whether it's from, um, being raised by screens, being raised without mothers, whether it is something in um, the shots they give kids when they're born or whatever. I don't know anything about that, whether it's in our food, whether it's in our water. We don't know. That's the thing. And so the banning of Alex Jones really hit me hard because Alex Jones, what he is, is he's an Uzi, you know, just, just spraying it out there. And he allows people to exercise that, to excise that element of their thoughts. And a lot of people that are drawn to people like that have been abused horribly. They've, they've seen things in their life that they don't, they can't really deal with all the time. They know the evils of man. They know how, how dark it can get. And so to be able to see a guy that says anything that comes to his mind, expresses emotion, expresses his emotions without shame, without fear, you know, it's just, it, it's, 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 it's reckless, but that's part of it. You know, I don't think people always understand what draws people to conspiracy theories because we don't want to be tricked again. And when, and so when you start one thing about, um, survivors of abuse of childhood abuse, and a lot of them are boys and a lot of them that haven't received any type of um, support or counseling or boys because boys don't cry. You know what I mean? Boys, you know, if a, if a 12 year old boy, uh, gets raped by a 40 year old woman, you know, he should somehow feel lucky. You know, my, my, my boy was, um, my boy was, uh, at, at gym, at gymnastics and my wife was there. I wasn't there, but she said that there was, uh, one of, one of the little boys had a t-shirt that said boys will be and then boys was crossed out and said, good people. It, it, it's just staggering how boys are just thrown to the wolves, just the wolves. And they're called lucky for it, you know, or just suck it up or don't, don't say that. And a lot of times they're scared. They're going to be called gay. You know, if an old man makes you blow him, 
um, you, you, you're not going to tell anybody, you know, you're not going to tell anybody that you're not going to say, Oh, I, I sucked this old guy's dick. Cause people in your mind, you're like, that, that's what faggots do. People call me faggot. And that's why the banning of words is so bad. Cause you can't even have this conversation right now without saying the word faggot. Cause that's part of it. You have to use a conversation. You have to use a word like that. Cause that's where it comes from. A lot of homophobia or the hatred of homosexuals. Homophobia is a weird word because it's not that you're scared of homosexuals. You're, you're kind of hate them. It comes from being abused. Because I know I'm friends with some of the, the most evangelical Christians you can ever meet. And there is no hatred of homosexuality in Christianity. It, there, it, that's, it doesn't exist. They, they, they see it as a sinful act, but they view it as with the same compassion as masturbating or drinking too much. It's not like you're the devil. It's just like that isn't a, a good way of living. That's all they view it as. It's not a hatred of homosexuals. That's complete bullshit. The hatred of homosexuals comes typically from men who is ch as children were raped or molested and the guilt they felt the shame, the fact they could never tell anyone because they were scared they were gay because they did a, what they considered a gay thing. They did not do a gay thing. They were forced to do something. They were assaulted. They were controlled. That's not what gay is. That's being raped. And that is the damage that goes on and on and on and on forever. And so the flack I take and the heat I take is not martyrdom. It's not because I want to be looked at as this great man or this martyr. It's because I know the consequences very well to what happens when you kneel. When you kneel, an old man puts his dick in your mouth. <laughs> and that, sorry to laugh, but it's just the metaphors just kind of uh, crossed over in such a weird way there. But uh, compliance is the only way to win because you have to understand that Facebook, Google, Apple are also slaves. And I'm not going to say victims, slaves. Victims implies a sort of compassion. Like if you call someone a victim, you have compassion for them. These people are slaves. And of course you can have compassion for slaves, but they're slaves simply because they didn't have the fortitude to say, it's not worth it. Because here's, here's the thing. If you live in a world where everyone is capable of what I do and what I'm preaching right now, this can't happen. That's what the covenant of God means. If everybody from the very beginning, let's just talk about the Ponzi scheme. If, if when the social media company says, don't say that word, and you say, I'm going to say the word, and you type the word and you hit post. And they say, well, delete that post or we're going to take your site down. And you go, I won't delete the post. If everyone did that, there is no censorship. There's no ability to censor, censor people. If, if, free people can't be censored. If you're mentally free, you can't be censored. You, you'll, you'll be killed before you're censored. And the reason is because you know if you let yourself get censored. Now, you can choose to censor yourself. That's a whole different thing. You know, if I'm at, at, at dinner with some, uh, you know, 
some, some grandparents or if I'm performing at a corporate event or something and I choose not to say certain words, that's my choice. That's consent. But when someone tells you the words you can't say and you want to say them, say them. Because here's the deal, and I've been saying this now for over, for years. It's never easier than right now. I said that, okay, I'm sure some of you guys right now remember me saying that six months ago in a stream. And a year, I don't even know if I was streaming a year. Just six months ago, I said that. Think about how right I was. Think about how much easier it was six months ago than now. Think about how if everyone did that six months ago, this wouldn't be happening. It's the choice of self-censorship is what causes this. And all that's going to happen, and my, my survival is proof that they can't get you. They can't get your soul. They can't get you. They can't. It's all your choice. Now, if, if God asked me to take Walter to the top of the mountain and kill him, I, don't, I couldn't do that. I couldn't. But here's the, here's the difference. We don't live in that world anymore. I don't know. Maybe that means that I would be lost in the wilderness or whatever. I just, I couldn't do that. But in that world of constant death and infanticide and all that stuff, maybe, maybe if, maybe if that was today, God would ask Abraham to delete his Facebook account. <laughs> I hate to laugh, but what people covet now is so fascinating. It's like they want their likes, they want their comments, they want their shares. I'd give my life before I'd be censored though. That's for sure. And I love being alive. I wake up every day. I can't wait to see my son go, dad, dad. I think that's one of the reasons that I have insomnia tonight is because when I get news like that, when I see Articles like that. When I when I when I understand the world we're living in and the fight that's happening, and I'm not down the hall from my boys, and my wife isn't next to me, I get this real sense of like I, I got to stand watch, you know, because I'm so used to feeling like I I can protect them. That when I'm on the road now, it it's just like it's it's not always easy. Like nothing's better than, than waking up and seeing your son just scream, dad, dad. Like you can't wait. You can't wait to what antics you guys are going to get into. And we're dealing with, with people that want to get rid of the family unit. Because this is what we're facing. If you trust me, which I, I hope you do, and you trust my intentions, and you trust my consistency of, of, of being fairly accurate, they're going to try and get rid of the family. If you think means, motive, and opportunity, which is what every conspiracy is, means, motive, opportunity. Think about the Catholics. Think about Hollywood. Think about all of it. Means, motive, opportunity. What does the government want? Forget the government. What does evil want? What can evil do? Think about these things. Right now, it's in the form of the government. It can also be in the form of corporations. It can be in, in the form of the Catholic Church. It can be in the form of a kindergarten. It can be in the form of the U.S. Postal Service. It can be in the form of um, a shell company. It can be in the form of uh, 
a tutor. It can mean the form of a bird. I don't know. It, it, I, I hate the left. And I know I, I ran about the left a lot. Because right now the left personifies evil. The collectivism, the, the, the evisceration of the individual, the submission to the group, the constant lie, uh, pushing propaganda to, to make it so people can't protect themselves, um, the mass abortion industry, forcing people at gunpoint to pay taxes to pay for the mass abortion industry. The list goes on and on of why I hate the left, the, the holier than thou, the, the, the attitude of, of do as I say, not as I, I do, uh, all of it. It's all institutional uh, evil. That, but evil's everywhere. It's, it's in your own heart. It's in my heart. It's in everything. And that's why evil doesn't come with, I believe in the devil. I just don't think he's a horned guy with sulfur breath and a pitchfork. I think it comes in the form of the little voice in, inside of you that says, if you hurt that person, in the long run, it's it's good for everyone. And you secretly know that it, it's only good for you. That's the devil. The devil isn't horned. In fact, sometimes I think the depiction of the devil as a horned beast with fire and brimstone, and I think it actually is a misdirect. I almost think that the devil made those images because that's nothing what the devil looks like. That's not what the devil looks like. That almost makes it so you can't see what the devil really looks like. You know, I heard this great, great quote where someone said, uh, sometimes you can't see God, but that's because you don't look low enough. That can mean so many things. It can mean the lowest members of society, quote unquote, low. But I see it as children. That's why I think pedophiles are the most evil people in the world, because Children are the closest to God. Children are the closest to the source. Children are the closest to what we all come from. Children are the thing that evil wants to destroy. And if they can't kill them in the womb, they'll, they'll kill them in the schools. They'll kill their souls in the schools. They'll abuse them. They'll rape them. They'll fill their heads with lies so they can't even understand how to comprehend the world around them. They won't give them the tools to have the skills to survive. They'll make them hate themselves. Make boys hate boys, girls hate girls. They make girls want to be boys and boys want to be no one. They fill them with drugs. Every time they're creative, they say something's wrong with them. Every time they want to run, they tell them to sit. Every time they sit, they tell them they're, they're autistic or lazy or stupid or fat. That's the devil. Because you always can see the devil. The devil, evil fills the vacuum of good, like good. Like if there's an absence of, if there's, if there's an absence of evil somewhere, it doesn't just get filled by good. That's not how good works. But if there's, man, I can't really articulate this idea very well, but evil's drawn to good. That I know for sure. I was watching this uh, video about, Mel Gibson and the making of the passion. And it was pretty inspiring because he was giving these interviews about how he was, he put up his own money and he was like compelled to do this story. And he was talking to this interviewer 
And she was asking all the r- r- ridiculous media questions of like, why so violent? Like, do you hate Jews? And he's like, of course I don't hate Jews. Christians, that would make me not Christian. Christians, by definition, aren't like a, a true Christian can't be racist. A true Christian can't hate Jews. That's kind of in, in the in the whole thing. If you do, it's it's a it's a miss of the mark. And she's like, why so violent? He's like, because that's what it was. And that that redeemed us. That was the redemption. And you have to see it. You have to see it as real as humanly possible. You have to see it. And he talked about how like forces at work to make sure it didn't happen or, or slander him or all this stuff. And, and I think evil came at Mel Gibson. I think, uh, you know, in weak moments, he was, he succumbed to it and, and his rage came out and his, his insecurities and his, just it's sad to, to to witness, but it's just that is what it is. And people that are like connected to the to the bigger forces at work and in, in the universe, uh, they live a more fulfilled life, a life of purpose, a life of passion, a life of meaning, of true joy, but also a lot of pain and a lot of sleepless nights and a lot of crazy eyes. <laughs> All right, I'm going to see if anybody uh, wrote me anything. I'll read it. But I just kind of wanted to say some stuff. What a nice evening. Hey, Owen, it's a dude from Vancouver. I still have a venue for you. How do I set up a show, bare phone or email? Also, you should look into the Candid app. You're right uh, to not have sponsors. I know. I Of course, I shouldn't have sponsors. But thank you, though. Uh, you can email unbearablecomedy at gmail.com, but sponsors are, that's how they get you. Like I, I'll say stuff like this and I totally understand why people don't see the big picture because sometimes I don't see the big picture and I'm in it. That's, I'm not being noble. It's the only way to survive. It appears noble. I guess it is noble, but it's not intended to be noble. Like when I, like when I turn down offers to, um, read ads it's because i know that's how they'll get me it takes a lot of um a lot of discipline to 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 walk that line and it's like when when people like you support me but even that you know they could take down my paypal they could take down my my ability to receive anything from paypal like that. They've already taken down my YouTube for months before. Remember we went to Vimeo and did it through PayPal and lost a bunch of um, bears and they took away. They conspired to take me down. And that's what they do. They go Twitter and YouTube at the same time. So I can't tell anybody. They took down my two biggest platforms the same day. So I couldn't rally anybody. I couldn't show my story as, as accurately as I, I could if they didn't. If they took down my Twitter, I would have immediately done a YouTube video about it. If they took down my YouTube, I would have tweeted about it. They took them down both at the same time. That's why it's going to be MasterCard, Visa, PayPal working simultaneously. And we were saying this stuff months and months and months ago and called crazy. So was Alex Jones. And then they proved him right. Apple, Spotify, Twitter, no, not Twitter, Facebook, and uh, YouTube all shut him down the same day. That meant that there were probably weeks of meetings about that. That's the definition of a conspiracy. That's what it is. So when people say, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist, it's like, 
Oh, you mean I'm capable of putting things together to understand what's really happening? Yeah, I'm from a town where every like where most of the children ex- experienced either rape, some form of creepy sexual assault, or they were raised by people that had been abused, or they just were in, interacting with people that were broken from childhood because of a conspiracy to hide pedophile priests. So yeah, I can kind of uh, have pattern recognition. You know that a lot of times children that were abused have uh, have better memories. And they're better at pattern recognition. Isn't that interesting? It's because it becomes a survival instinct, a survival mechanism where when you're, um, you know, exposed to trauma and chaos and stuff like that, your mind sharpens so that you remember things and you see patterns so that you can survive. It's, it's, it's pretty fascinating. And it also, uh, it either breaks you or it makes you uh, more immune to stuff like, like some people don't get how I can be so hammered by people and uh, and just fight them back or ignore them. Like, does that hurt so bad? It's like, yeah, it hurts. But like, I don't know. You just develop that ability of being like, you're not going to take me down, bitch. All right. Can I spoof ironic ideas from your chat? Love you. Of course. All right. You look like you're about to tell a scary story. Eh, I think you're about right on that one. Come on, man. Take a deep breath. No, I, I can't say when people say stuff like that because it's, well, let me explain this. I love the late night stuff because I try to be more professional during the day and just really uh, stay on point, even though I, I'm not always very good at it. But it, there's, there's a low enough amount of uh, super chats and, and people where I don't feel uh, responsible to keep the train moving. I can really kind of resonate on, on one thing. When people say stuff like, come on, man, take a deep breath or, hey, man, I'm really worried about you. You got to understand it's, it's not about compassion ever. It's, it's like when uh, a woman in a female group, like if a girl, like let's say there's a female group and most of them are like sixes. You know, you, you ever notice that like a lot of times uh, women will congregate like that with a bunch of sixes. And then one loses a bunch of weight and gets real attractive. What do women say? The shitty ones will say, hey, are you OK? I'm really worried about you. Are you sick? Have you been have you been drinking again? Are you sad? I'm worried about you. No, it's because it's because you're being yourself. It's people that abuse and people that have that are scared to face their own stuff hate when others do it. They get so uncomfortable. And I'm not saying that's what this dude's whole thing is, but it's like, hey, take a deep breath. It's like, really? Or I could say some really cool stuff at a weird time at night for free as you just sit there and watch. How about that? How about I take many breaths? How about I have big old lungs and I've been taking breaths for a long time. Hey man, take a breath. Yeah, as they're banning my profession, as the government is expanding to a point of collapse while well, I have two children under three. Yeah, take a deep breath. Yeah, still think that's a good idea? Hang on, what did you say? Uh... Don't think you will be nodded for too much longer if you're going to delete donation messages from a bear. I have no idea what that means. 
If you think that I, I will uh, give favor to people who give me money over people who don't, you're absolutely wrong. How do you not know that about me? Do you think if someone gives me $7.77 and says something passive aggressive, I'm going to just take it because they gave me $7.77? That's insane. The mods are coming into our chat to take our caps away. I don't know what that means. Oh, you're talking about a mod? I don't know what that means. I don't, I, I like my mods a lot. Deleting messages? Well, what'd you say? Kill him dead. What exactly did you say? It's like, you don't have, caps lock not allowed here, people. Come on, he said in caps. That's wicked funny. Sometimes the mods get too, that'd be me. Herman, don't delete people like that. Don't delete that. Oh, there's loads of trolling going on. What are they saying? I always, I'm always curious what the troll maneuver is. I say wild shit, no deletion here, but I don't use caps. Why well, do I think it's the cap wild combo that really pisses people off? Uh, Adolf Herman, that's pretty funny. I'm about to keep, no, Herman, it's fine. It's no big deal. It's just, I know at this hour you might be a little, you know, a little aggressive. It's late, trolls are out. Yeah, it's all good. I trust my mods. I trust them. They're my friends. They're not like, they're just like my friends. I know that they care about me. So they're deleting messages with cap locks on. Well, yeah, well, cap locks are annoying. And, you know, kind of annoying. It's full cap lock, not my lovely. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have anything deleted. Just thought a mod deleted a donation because of caps is odd. Did they really do that? I highly doubt they did that. There's no way a, a mod deleted a super chat. I mean, that would be really weird. But if they did, ah, whatever. Um, did that? All right, I'll just. They did. Someone deleted a super chat. Who deleted a super chat? It's all good. I don't care. Moving on. Herman deleted my foreskin. That's pretty funny. Um, Herman, did you delete a super chat? You delete super chats from trolls? Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, you can ask me first, by the way, Dilev. Ask me first about that because that, you know, uh, I'm a big boy. I can handle, I can handle words. It's kind of my income, but you know, whatever. Um, let's keep going. Finally got a giant ambulance, solar power filtration, onboard air compressors, winch, bed, heating, AC. Damn, it feels good to need nothing but what I have. That I need nothing from anyone if it all goes wrong. Great. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's there, there's always another level of, of power that can be taken from you. You know, it's like the government itself has to exist um, to have sovereign land. It has to be defended by a military. So it's uh, it's wild, but I, I like that though. The more you can do that, the more anxiety is relieved. Whoa, Contumer just gave me a really nice super chat. That's very sweet of you. Just got off work and I saw you were live. I wanted to send this to you, hopefully to encourage you to keep up the good fight. I only know you through your comedy and Louder with Crowder, but I support you and your family. Keep uh, your head up, love you, OB. Ryan, OC Cali. That was really sweet of you, man. I'm doing, um, 
Yeah, Herman, why'd you delete? Uh... That's weird, Herman. Weird. I don't know why you deleted that, but literally they could say, I'm going to fucking kill your mother. And I'm a big boy, dude. It's all good. I know you're trying to help. And I know you're Asian. So you probably can't see the monitor through those squinty little eyes of yours, Hermie. Just kidding. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. This Lottery with Crowder tomorrow is going to be hilarious. We taped a really funny sketch today. We couldn't really get to too many sketches this week. The schedule has been been wild, but uh, really funny stuff. I highly recommend. Uh, we uh, we did two, we did Monday and Tuesday. He did a great uh, debate yesterday with a tranny. And then uh, today will be a really solid episode. Great way to end my shift at work with a stream. Awesome, Roy. Is leftist Congress politicians blackmailing these companies into these bans or is it of their own will? It's all a scheme. It's all Ponzi. It's all money. You got to understand Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Apple, all these places are corporations and a corporate entity is by nature sociopathic. And uh, intent on making profit and uh, control. So they want money. They want customers. They want domination. So like it's so weird when they go against their interests like that. It means there must be uh, another will at play. There has to be another force at work. There has to be. It's just like delete your post or you're gone. And then, you know, Visa or MasterCard tells or Verizon or the government or the CIA, or there's a million entities that are above these social media platforms. You got to understand Facebook.com is still a domain and that domain is not governed by U.S. laws. Like a lot of domain laws are like weird. Like Facebook.com could be taken down. Facebook doesn't have an army. Facebook doesn't have nuclear weapons. Facebook doesn't have only infrastructure. Facebook is just another slave like any of us. And, uh, and that it's interesting how we can, I've, I've really had my mind open to that. It started happening to me with Patreon, especially when I saw this dude who I could tell, like really wanted Patreon to be this like place for artists and, and, you know, crowdfunding and stuff. And then the middle management swamp comes in. There's a swamp in DC. There's a swamp in Silicon Valley. There's a swamp in, in, in Hollywood. The swamp is in your soul. It's in the individual. And it and it gets manifested like that. And that and the swamp is like, you gotta get rid of the bad people. And there is no good or evil when it comes to a company or a government. They do not believe in it. So you have to understand it's never about saving people. It's never about being good, like banning a word or promoting a group or demonizing a group or taking down a video or flagging this or doing that. It's never about being good or bad. It's only about the survival of the organism, which is the corporation or the government. You have to understand that. Or the Catholic church is a corporation, you know? And I don't wanna unnecessarily slam Catholics because I know they've been through a lot, but you have to, you have to self-police a little better, I believe. I think it's getting a little ridiculous. Uh, so just know it's never about protecting people. Like if they're trying to ban the like a word or if they're trying to push a narrative, like just think of how, about how many more words are dehumanizing that aren't banned. Like think of the word uh, cunt. 
Cunt's another word for vagina, right? Think of like think about calling someone a douchebag. It's so easy. Like people are like, don't say cunt, you douchebag. A douchebag is a bag of vinegar used to clean a smelly vagina. Which one's more dehumanizing? Okay, the word nigger is from nigra. It's uh, for all these uh, romance languages. It's a perversion of the word black. That's all it is. All right. Scumbag is a used condom. You know that? Scum is, is semen. It was slang for semen. And then bag is where the semen goes. So uh, they used to call uh, used condoms scumbags because it's a bag full of scum. Scumbag. You're a scumbag. So when you call someone a scumbag, you're saying the human being is a bag full of semen. A bitch is merely a female dog who acts irritable. Like a, a female dog in heat is a uh, uh, bitchy. That's when, and anyone who's had a, a, a female dog uh, that hasn't been fit, uh, spayed knows that that's true. Like female dogs that haven't been spayed around, especially other female dogs, just claw and bite for no reason, just be real bitchy. Pretty accurate one, but they say that, you know, bitch is used before sexual assault and it dehumanizes the woman. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm all about not dehumanizing women. I'm all about not dehumanizing men and boys and everything. You wanna know uh, how, the only way to do that is intent. You want to know a bunch of people who never use the word cunt or bitch or nigger? Uh, a bunch of priests in a bunch of priests in uh, Pennsylvania that just uh, got caught raping a thousand boys. Do you think they've ever said nigger or cunt or bitch? It's weird how that's not a predictor of human behavior, and whether or not someone truly is a monster. And the reason that I bring this point up so much is because it's the number one way they're trying to control people right now. The possibility a tape exists of our current president simply speaking one word is enough to, to, to tick down the stock market, to put the media just, all they're doing is reporting that. Like with zero evidence that a tape exists and the only eyewitness is a known liar who was just fired by the guy, claims that he said one single word and without explanation of context just the existence of that word is enough to put the united states government on its heels so when i get obsessed with words and, and word meanings and context and political correctness it's not because i'm a comedian i don't even know what comedian means right now it's because it's the way people control you why do I don't say N-word? People go, you take so much joy in saying the N-word. That's projection. Like I take I took zero joy in criticizing Ben Shapiro's take on certain people. None. I felt kind of bad about that. Saying that. I almost wanted to like do a video being like, I love Shapiro. But I I I, I told myself a long time ago that I was never going to uh, gonna do that. I was never going to just be like, well, he's on my team. So it's like, don't, and he didn't do anything really bad. I mean, I, that's, the, that, that's the thing that's the weirdest part about that. In the, in the video where I criticized Ben Shapiro, bear in mind, I also said I, I thought he was a good person. I want nothing bad to happen to him. And I hope people listen to him because he has a great stance on family values. 
Like I said all that. And even with that, the fact I criticized his depictions of certain people and his uh, uh, stances on political correctness and the power of words and all that stuff, the stuff that I care passionately about didn't matter. Like a, a ton of people agreed, which was hilarious. But some people were like, hey, man, you really need to stop coming at Shapiro. And I'm like, I said he was a good person, man. Like, and I wasn't lying. I believe he's a good person. I believe that it's good for young men to listen to him and understand uh, the importance of family. But like, he's crossed so many lines when it comes to uh, the political correct shit, man. It's like, and, and it's very recent. It's like in the last few months. It's it's no it's not good when when conservatives do that at all. It's it's not a good sign because I, I just expect more, you know. The Roseanne thing it really it really is is hitting me about like how much that woman got fucked. She never should have apologized for one, but to see Hollywood stand for James Gunn, just stand behind James Gunn, and I I I tried so hard to understand and believe what Shapiro was saying. I can't believe people think I would take joy in criticizing someone I respect or saying a word that I know is has that much history to it. Like who would assume that about a human being? You guys have seen me on live streams. I talked to Ben about that. I was like, oh, I, I figured out what it is. It's, it's because Roseanne said it while she was employed Versus James Gunn said it before that it finally makes it. No, I was trying so hard to not face the reality that something fishy's going on with that shit. James Gunn said he wanted to anally rape his daughter when he was 41 years old and on a video. He tweeted about how he wanted to fuck and piss on children. He directs movies for Disney. Disney hired a convicted pedophile to uh, direct the, the film Powder, which is held up by Nambla. They have a history with this shit. Enough is enough. Call out what, what you do. Roseanne Barr said a woman that does not look black, and by the way, calling a black person a monkey or a gorilla is only really racist if you're racist. I call white people monkey. I call my son a monkey all the time. That's not racist. He looks like a monkey. One of my best friends growing up resembles a monkey more than any black person I've ever seen in my life. It's like, yeah, but the history. You want to talk history? I'll tell you history of words. But she didn't know that about scumbag. What about gypped? You know, it's about gypsies. They used to do that before they'd round them up and shoot them in the back of the head. Gypped. If you got ripped off, you're gypped. If you say Jude, people are like, whoa. But if you say gypped, no one cares. That's about gypsy. You know, the Roma? Not an easy run, those guys. You don't think me and Mr. Mustache Hitler had some plans for the Roma? You want to talk history? You're talking to a dude who knows a lot of shit. Take a breath, man. Yeah, I take a lot of breaths, bro. But I tried hard, man, because it's like that woman doesn't look black. Roseanne Barr, who's known for being wacky, for being kind of crazy, for being a comedian, compared her accurately to a character from a movie that metaphorically didn't even represent an underclass of people. Like in that, in Planet of the Apes, that woman in that was metaphorically the dominant race on the planet. 
None of that is racist. None of that is deplorable. None of that is human garbage. Roseanne Barr lost her show. She probably lost her mind. Tons of people lost their work. And people with huge platforms just say, of course she has to be fired. And so then I think, well, okay, well then you must definitely step up to bat hard when it's you know, Sarah Young saying that white people are, are, are cave dwellers that should live underground. Or that uh, James Gunn says that, you know, he wants to fuck little kids and he goes to pedophile-themed parties. Guardians of the Galaxy is a, a film for children. You guys realize that, right? Uh, but that, he, sh he shouldn't be fired. Sarah Young shouldn't be fired. But Roseanne Barr should. That makes no fucking sense. When you throw on that like demonizing Stefan Molyneux, Tommy Robinson, Alex Jones. By the way, Ben started that fight. You don't think I wanted to not think this shit? This is going to cause ripples in my life. I like him. Like, I think he's funny. But Candace Owens was going to go on Alex Jones and, and Ben Shapiro tweeted that she shouldn't. Alex got upset Rightfully so. And then, so now everyone's like, oh, well, Alex attacked Ben. It's like, no. Ben tried to take a shot at Alex's livelihood and his reputation. Uh, ben went on Bill Maher's show. Bill Maher openly defended pedophilia on television in 1997. Bill Maher takes prostitutes... I've seen, well, I'm not going to say it's a process. You know, I won't even go down that road. He's, he's just a scumbag. He said he wants the, the economy to tank just so Trump doesn't get elected. My parents are on fixed incomes. So if the economy tanks, my parents may lose their retirement or the ability to eat. Uh, so you can go on that guy's show. You want to go on The View, but yet Candace Owens should not go on Alex Jones and potentially tap into more potential fans for her. Why? Is there something wrong with Alex Jones? Is he dirty? Is he dirtier than Bill fucking Maher? These are the things that go through my head before I make these statements. I, I take no joy in that. None. But it's like, and all the war advocacy and all the human garbage this and fucking deplorable that I'm like, man, I, and I remember one time someone asked him like, who, who are his favorite comedians? And he said it was, uh, John Mulaney who don't get me wrong. John Mulaney's really funny, but the only one he listed was someone on the left. And I remember thinking, that's weird, Ben. Cause there's a lot of comedians that are, they kind of trusted you. You got to understand. I was listening to Ben Shapiro when I was still accepted by liberal Hollywood. I was listening to Steven Crowder, who, uh, Steven Crowder is a consistent motherfucker. That dude is centered. You, you do not find this happening in your mind with Crowder. If I disagree with Crowder on something, I know that he's still morally consistent. But I was listening to all these people and I, I, I believed them. I believe Ben Shapiro. I stood up for what I believed. I stood up against abortion. I stood up for, you know, 
free market economics. I stood up for all this stuff. I don't see him standing up for us. I don't see him standing up for Roseanne Barr, who lost her life. Tommy Robinson in prison. People are like, yeah, he said he was sorry about that. Yeah, because he got pressured by people above him. You see how it works? You know, Douglas Murray and all these people are like, hey, Ben, you might want to walk back this statement on Tommy Robinson because, you know, us people and also the higher echelons of the world view Tommy as actually a good, he's a good advocate for Israel because he, and Ben's like, really? Okay. Well, I'll just say I'm sorry then. Fuck it. Birch gold. I mean, I, I don't like uh, the comments on videos like that where people are like, yeah, fuck Jews. It's like, obviously, you know, that's not what I'm saying at all. It, it Sometimes those guys are the whole reason people can't even criticize Israel or any Jews because they don't want the comments to be like about that. Because I, I support the existence of Israel. I have no issues with Jews at all. I have issues with certain Jews as individuals, obviously. But like, that's the problem. It's so ironic. It's not even the left doing it. It's this fringe weirdo faction of the right that's like, yes, finally. Fuck Jews. And I'm like, dude, you're the whole reason that no one can criticize Jewish people. Because of course, that's not it. Of course, it's all about power. It's all about logical consistency. It's It makes it so hard to like, it's like that, um, like when you criticize uh, Barack Obama's healthcare plan, everyone said you were racist. Remember that? Remember that shit? You'd be like, oh yeah, universal healthcare, socialism sucks. It's like, yeah, okay, white man, you're racist. Or that, that would be the equivalent of you said that and you just had a bunch of comments of people being like, yeah, fuck black people. You're like, that's not what I meant, dude. Because those people are so annoying. Just that everything is the Jews fall thing. It's just like, it's so tedious. It's like the, the white privilege equivalent. Just one step up. I don't know. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read some more. In the 80s, Australian PM Keating told a bunch of lefty protesters to get a job, scumbags. Don't forget Aussie Bears need you to tour. Yeah, I have no problem with the word scumbag. And Australia used to be fucking great. Now it's a dump. I mean, it's still beautiful, but I don't know if that tour is going to happen. That, Like after Malinu, because it was with the same promoters. So Malinu goes there and all these people shut him down. So now the promoters are like fucking gun shy about it. Like we're just, I was just talking to Gavin about that. It's like, they're like, it's, it's a mess. That's why when people are like, take a breath, Big Bear, it's like, why don't you go fuck yourself, man? I'm not going to yell at my, my people again. I know that that that's a bad look and it just shows my, you know, immaturity or whatever. But, uh, I don't know what you do for a living, but just imagine if like, because of PC SJW stuff, like all you, like a lot of you guys just deal with it being annoying. Like you're like, oh, this is so annoying. Now imagine you can't work. Now imagine like you've developed a very unique art that a lot of people enjoy and it's the way you support your family and you can't uh, do it in certain areas because you know that a bunch of blue haired fat lesbians and a bunch of stinky rapey dudes will try and tip over your tour bus and they'll call the venue all day long until they uh, bend to social pressure. It's infuriating. And it's one of the reasons that sometimes I kind of lose my cool because it's like, like now that I see it happening to other people, 
and seeing how insane it's making them, like being deplatformed or being shamed or being called all these names, there's a little bit of vindication for me where I'm like, guys, I've been in this now for a while. Like, you remember when you told me that I was being crazy? Okay, that that's exactly what happened to me times a thousand and, and it's been going on the whole time. So let's not be as judgy with the whole, you know, human garbage thing. All right, whatever. Caplock's not allowed to error that one. Oh, I am on tour though, but yeah, I will email you where the venues are, like when it gets closer to the date, so that they, they don't have to take all the calls. But hugepianist.com slash tour. By the way, there's never protesters. There's never violence. I have the happiest, nicest, most respectful, good-hearted crowd imaginable. It's it's feel-good vibes. Great date night. It's awesome. It's all bullshit. It, like all the protesty shit, it's all cyber. It's all uh, shame swarms. It's because people die of shame, you know, and they're using that. We're not trolls. Herman said caps lock is not allowed, so of course... Bears start using caps lock like crazy. Of course we would because bears, right? Of course. I just, Herman, I just ex explained that in the beginning. When someone says something like that, like it's right out of a Goodwill Hunting where it's like, do you want rope or uh, a bar? A bar. Why? Because fuck you. That's why. Yeah, you can't make a rule no caps locks. It is annoying. You can say it's annoying. The fuck, man. Of course, that's going to make everyone do caps locks. I don't think I said nigger for 10 years. And now I'm, I, I say it almost every day. Because fuck you. Sometimes I think Shapiro hates masculinity too. Maybe. I don't know. I don't want to talk shit about him anymore. Because I don't even think I was talking shit about him. I don't. There's way too many people that are way too excited about me talking shit about him. It makes me feel really uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. I was giving a valid critique, a valid criticism of someone I respect. And I could just feel, instinctively feel people be like, yeah, finally coming in. And I'm like, no, dude, I don't. That's not my intention at all. It was not to be like this whole finally taking down of a tyrant. Ben Shapiro's not a tyrant. Ben Shapiro's a good force in the world. Ben Shapiro is probably trying to run for some sort of uh, um, political thing. And so he's starting to manipulate his words and over virtue signal and do some of the shit that we find very annoying. That's all it is. That's all it is. And um, he's trying to separate himself from a lot of the people that support him, which are the people that he is kind of referring to as, you know, Human garbage. That Roseanne thing really struck home. It's like that joke that he's called, you know, unforgivable. It is said it, it like in warehouses and truck stops and, and tree business places all over America. That's nothing. That's not racist. That's that's how people vent. Like we're not in this L.A. power fucking crazy world of like. Well, if you say that, you lose this. And if you lose that, you don't get a promo code. I mean, it's like, and he asked Pat and Oswald to be on his Sunday special. It's like, it never ends. It just never ends. It's like Pat and Oswald? Pat and Oswald. Really? Find some common ground? What exactly will that do? But not Stefan Molyneux, not 
no way. I mean, that's that. Would, I mean, he's human garbage, right? Not Alex Jones. That, you know how many more people would want to hear what Alex Jones currently has to say than Patton Oswald? Patton Oswald said in a comedy special that Donald Trump was Adolf Hitler, and that and that if you didn't vote for Hillary Clinton, you were a sexist. Patton Oswald has done hundreds of of weird pedophile jokes. I know some of them were in context. He was attempting to do that on purpose. Some weren't. You know, he's a, a fucking weirdo, man. He's a weirdo. He's a weird dude. It's a real creepy energy with that guy. So it's like, I don't get why, if you have an audience, like like Alex Jones on Joe Rogan was his number one podcast of all time. Alex Jones on Joe Rogan. What does someone have to be to like, be so toxic to you that like that conversation would be awesome. I'm talking about a conversation, Ben Shapiro and Alex fucking Jones, man. They could talk it out. Can you imagine that? That's what makes me think something's going on with Shapiro because it's like, is he terrified of humanizing him or does he actually think he's right? It's one thing. I totally understand if Ben Shapiro doesn't have on anti-Semites, like people that genuinely hate Jews or uh, people that, that, you know, like Farrakhan, of course. But everyone knows what Alex Jones is. He's that conspiracy guy. He's that guy that is a little, he's, he's looking for patterns where patterns don't always exist. Sometimes he hits absolute home runs way ahead of everybody else. And other times he, he really offends people, but he's not in a position of power to oppress people. He has never called for a genocide like Farrakhan. He's never, um, I, I, I have a pretty good eye for this shit. I don't think he has a racist bone in his body. It's just he's 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 kind of crazy, but that would be a fascinating conversation if you have two people that had a weird internet beef that are just big personalities. Like Ben's personality is so like monotone and calculated and Harvard Law, and and uh, Alex is so like you know Texas fucking emotional, not the opposite of, of Ben Shapiro. Like does not think about his words before he says them. That would be a fascinating conversation. Why well, talk about a conversation? No, but instead he's inviting Patton Oswald. The fuck are they going to talk about? How fat Patton Oswald's fingers are? How fat are your fingers, Patton? Do you actually live under a a, a, a bridge? Do you ask people riddles, or, or is that a union thing? Like, how do you become uh, a literal troll? If you're a white Jew and you aren't religiously Jewish and nor were your parents, you're not a Jew and you should just stop it. What are you talking about? I don't know. The, the, the chat gets, gets wacky. I don't mind when mods uh, delete people from talking. There's some people in here that are just trying to, to be toxic. And I have no problem when Delab or Herman or somebody's like, get the fuck out of here. I just think like caps locks rules are a little, a little gay. Israel isn't about criticism. But at the same time, Israel is over-criticized. Exactly. Exactly. I see Israel a lot like Trump in the sense of like, every time I want to mock Israel or make fun of Israel or question a policy with Israel, I, I realize how much they get hammered by the UN and by uh, Islamic states and by weirdo fucking Nazi type guys that I just defend Israel. It's the same with Trump. It's like every time I'm about to make fun of Trump, 
I, uh, I, I just turn on the TV and it's like, he's pissed on by hookers. Cause he's, he's, uh, he's, he's Hitler. And I'm like, Donald Trump's the greatest American, you know, I stand with Israel. It's like, yeah, it's a country. How do you not stand with Israel? Israel's a, a it's just, it's a country. It's weird. It's weird how people are with this shit. It doesn't make any sense to me. People are like, yeah, Israel kills kids. Like, yeah, so do we. Every, every country kills kids. Countries are sociopathic. Do you not understand that? I know people who have killed kids for America. You guys know that, right? I know people who have personally killed children uh, with the flag on their, on their breast. That's what countries do. It's like, have you seen Israel, what they did to the child? It's like, yeah. Yeah, that's what, that's what they do. <laughs> All right. Oh, and because Israel was created by the Rothschilds. I mean, this is uh, the thing about that. All right, let's fuck it. It's, it's five in the morning. This is what these, these are all about, man. This is what these are all about. Let's just go down these, these rabbit holes. This is my opinion on all the Rothschild shit. All right. I think the Rothschilds were a real sketchy bunch and they made some money uh, on wars by supplying. This is just what I, I've read up on these dudes. I'm not an expert at all. They've made a lot of money supplying um, both sides of wars. They did it with Napoleon. They definitely had a hand in World War I. They got ridiculously rich. They got tied in with the uh, gold standard in London. And there's a reason that there's a part of the city of London that is not, uh, that's its own sovereign area, like the weird banking shit. So these guys got so fucking powerful. But the thing is, families don't have a great ability of keeping their wealth and power focused. I don't think the Rothschilds are that... In influential right now. I seriously don't. I think that they're like, uh, I think there's a lot of trust, trust Afarians. You know, I, I think it's a lot like the Waltons, you know, the Waltons, they, they may have power, but, uh, it's almost impossible for families to keep power. If you look at all the big families, it's like four generations. The shit's usually gone. And especially with a family like that, like they would even inbreed and shit to try and keep the power. And I know they, you know, the Balfour Declaration and, you know, shit they did with it. It doesn't matter. Do you know how shady every country starting is? Manhattan was bought with like a handful of shells. You know, Ben Franklin went to France and convinced them about a war that didn't, wasn't currently happening with newspapers that weren't real to get France to help us fight England. Like this is, nothing's new. Or beads or whatever, yeah. And I'm a proud American. I'm not one of these like fucking, um, what's it called? Uh, something history where you rewrite history. I can't remember, but no, that's just the nature of, of nations. That's just what nations are. Australia was where everyone sent rapists. It's like, is that, should we have a me too movement? What are your thoughts on the feudal system? Uh, not a fan. Uh, Rothschilds weren't around 5,000 years ago. So stupid, that argument. I don't know what any of that is. I think it's, uh, it's, this is what I think it is. I think it's easy to, uh, this is why I always defend Jews in general. Although there's some really shitty Jews out there. 
especially the leftist Jews. There's some real hor horrifying people that are Jews. Some of the worst um, people in human history have been Jewish, obviously. But it's real easy to not see the devil can be anywhere. And uh, you start just putting it on one family or on one people or one thing or one state or one anything. It's a way to alleviate your own responsibility. And the reason this matters to me is not because uh, I'm this big do-gooder again. It's because if we all think that way, we're all dead. Like if we all don't understand that the, the line between good and evil is in our own heart and we just are like, if it wasn't for the Rothschilds, no, you, you, you kneel every, like people kneel all the time. People, uh, do what they're told to get sweets. You know, we're all fucking house slaves in some way or another. And that fight is hard. That fight has cost me a lot. That fight is, is brutal. And a lot of people won't fight that. So instead they put it on other groups of people. They just say Rothschild. They don't even know what that means. Oh, want to know what a lot of this shit is? War itself causes such wounds that like 1877, there was this, uh, uh, there were some foreign banksters that created some weird thing with the United States government <clears throat> where it corporatized Washington, D.C. or some shit. That's not even, um, that's not even a conspiracy theory. That there's some shit going on with that. Same with World War One. It's like um, the the massive printing. 1913. Uh, well, that's when shit gets a little weird. I can't speak on that totally because 1913 was when some big thing went down. Was that the Federal Reserve? Was 1913? That's before World War One started. That's weird. Uh, yeah, I can't sleep. I have insomnia. I think you might have lost it, Owen. Says Stefan. Well, guess what? You are now gone forever. Watch this. Because that's not, that's not real that he would say that. That's, uh, that's just a way to discredit what I'm saying. And bear in mind, I'm not like passionate whatsoever about the Rothschilds or any of that shit. Hi, user on this channel. Bye forever. It's, uh, it's because someone asked about it. And I'm just saying what I think. Because I've looked into all that shit. And uh, I really wanted to understand it. I like the creation of Israel. I think that bankers sometimes can be so evil because they're preying on our own evil. And to discredit your own role in that is really weird. You know, it's like if we didn't have a desire for more than we can afford, or if we didn't have the rage against people, violent rage for war. There is no evil banker. You know what I'm saying? Like that doesn't, yeah, unfortunately they're taught from a young age to hate the Jews. Yeah. I don't, I don't get, I, I get, I do get why people could hate Jews when you look at the banking industry, but the banking industry isn't evil. It's not evil. It can be evil. That the, 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 the manipulation of money is one of those things that can either free a person or, um, or make it or, or just destroy the person's life, depending on, on your own desires. That's, that's the whole thing. That's why it all comes down to you. Like, you know, we'll just do a microcosm and then I'll get out of here because this is getting, getting long. The beginning was pretty sweet though. The first half hour is pretty on point. Um, 
Oh, you meant the Muslims? Well, the Muslims are taught to hate everybody that isn't Muslim. Just not being Muslims, a uh, 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 capital punish. It, you know, you can kill a non-Muslim in a like in a Muslim society. That's that's legal. Like a Christian is that's punishable by death, Jew death. Um, but uh, fuck, was I talking about? I don't know. Muslims say Jews more than the rest of us infidels. You think? Interesting. Well, I think it's also a proximity issue and the fact that they just won't go away no matter how much they try. But yeah, it's like, let's say someone wants a boat and they can't afford it, so they take out a loan and then they get mad at the interest on the loan. No, you shouldn't have gotten the boat. That's the real deal. Because if you can get a loan from a Jew, <laughs> if you can get a loan from a Jew, uh, and you make a business that makes a lot of money and you pay the loan back, that banker just, just got you a business. And that's typically, um, and that's typically how I view bankers, but then you can see the manipulations, but that all comes from, uh, from a breakdown of the individual. That's why I always preach, uh, family values and all that stuff because like, okay, the sub, then I'll get out of here. Subprime interest loans. So it all comes from the government. The government, in their virtue signaling, uh, retarded fashion of uh, Bill Clinton, said, you know, everyone should be able to buy a house. And you're like, well, everyone shouldn't be able to buy a house. Some people are like legit retarded. It's like, everyone, well, are you racist? Because it's all these black people. It's like, all right, well, and the godless J left are crazy, not the rest of them. Uh, all right, so anyway, did Brian Callen really die? Because I can't find anything about it in the news. No, Brian Callen is not dead. Jesus, the fuck. I say this respectively. Some don't like Israel because they get the U.S. to fight their wars. Hashtag Shapiro. I got to hear a better argument for that. Because that doesn't sound like a hatred of Jews to me. So I need to understand that. Callen did die. No, he didn't. I'll check the Super Chats. But see, you can have that conversation if there's an understanding that people don't hate Jews. It's so touchy now that, that even that conversation that you just said are like, um, it's like a toxic conversation. It's like, I can't even really dive into that because I don't even want to be a part of that. That just sounds so intense and weird. I don't know. Um... Dutch bank, 50 trillion in derivatives they go. Most all banks will go. That's why I own Bitcoin. Jewish culture is very interesting and they have many groups within their ethnic. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, and I would love to see this all hashed out in time. We should not hate Jews as a group. We should hate a certain portion who do bad things. Right, right, right. But that's the whole thing. That's why it should never be an issue of Jews. That's why I, I always call out individuals. That's why I criticize individuals. And then the SJWs of the right uh, this, these, these, this, these fractions of uh, alt-right people then equate it to Jews. And the, and the, if you criticize uh, uh, Obama, the SJWs on the left, which is pretty much all of them, equate it to black people. And that is something that's so toxic, you can never have a conversation. You know, like, I did not like the reaction to when I criticized Ben Shapiro because some of it, frankly, seemed like what actual anti-Semitism is. Not, like, not... Um, 
Look, you could criticize uh, policies that have to do with Israel or, or alliances that have to do with Israel or certain wars or certain things. It's when it becomes this issue of Jews is when the conversation to me goes so wrong and you can't even... It's kind of like the, the border situation in America was a perfect example of that. And that's like basically Israel and Palestine all the time, except in different levels, right? When they're like, there's kids in the cages. And you're like, yeah, but, and then you give a reason and then someone else gives a reason. And then it's like, but the kids in the cages, that's how it is with the Palestinians, where it's like, they're, they're, they're behind barbed wires. And then Israelis are like, yeah, but they're like trained to murder us, especially like pregnant women and you know, their leadership says that we're a disease and should be wiped off the planet. So we don't want to kill them, but we also don't want them like, you know, around certain areas. And they're like, but there's wires and barbs. And you're like, man, this isn't a good, this isn't a good way to communicate this. Check out no more news. Oh, I don't know what that means. I think it was eight members of Congress. Uh... I'm really not this uh, this fragmented with my mind. It's just that I'm like talking and reading at the same time. So anyway, with the housing crisis, people that shouldn't buy houses, 300 credit scores, no money. You know, they just like to get crunk. They like to get crunk. Uh, they were given a loan when they shouldn't have gotten a loan. And then, uh, and then they couldn't pay it back. And then the whole bubble crashed because the interest rates all went up because people started defaulting on a house. The reason you put it down 20% is because you won't default. If you have a 0% down, you can just walk away. If you have 20% down, you lose 20% of your money. And so that started, um, you know, the housing crisis. And that was all because people told bankers, and this is the thing, the government told bankers, like, you should give these loans, we'll back these loans or whatever. And, uh, and, if, and that's another form of, of, like, any bank that wouldn't do that would have went out of business. Because they, you know, it's profitable to do that when the government, the retarded government of virtue signaling and lying and tax collecting creates this policy that makes no fucking sense. It just starts tanking everybody. Want to know the next tank? Student loans. The government's like everybody. Anytime the government says everyone should or everyone, all that shit, it's all bullshit. Everyone should be able to go to college. We will back you. We will give you loans and no, everyone shouldn't go to college. It's a meritocracy. So therefore, now you have all this debt. All these people that shouldn't have went to college are now in debt that they can't default on. So therefore, now the college diploma itself is almost meaningless. It's void of value, just like the houses. When, when they were overbuilding houses in Vegas because everyone was getting a loan that didn't deserve it, the house now is worth nothing, just like the, um, the diploma. And then these people can't get jobs that make them any money to pay back the loans. So they're in debt and sad and miserable. And that's a bubble that will be so big, it may create the, the environment where people want socialism. All right, I'm gonna read these and then go. I love you and Crowder are friends, two legends, Tom Foolery, Peeping Tom, Uncle Tom, Doubting Tom, Thomas is, uh, what the fuck, my name has its liabilities, that's hysterical. When are the tickets for AU New Zealand tour going on sale, bringing the fam? Uh, may, not, may not happen because of uh, the Molyneux situation. When, when, when Molyneux went there, and uh, venues were canceling and all the riots and or protests, not riots. And there's such pussies there that they're like, you know, it's very uncomfortable. We don't know. It's, it's madness. 
Just because we hate the same things doesn't mean we agree with each other. I hate SJWs and feminism, but I don't entirely agree with Shapiro either. Totally. And that's important. And that's one reason why I criticize people that like that. Because it's one thing to just constantly slam the left. If you can't criticize your own side, you don't really have um, much value. All you are is an attack dog. And I see the left to be about 50 times worse than the right right now. But that doesn't mean that the right can't start planting seeds that can eventually become the exact same thing that I can't stand about the left. In the 80s, oh, I read that one. Owen, look up Sam Hyde. I'm working at Adult Swim. I shall. Thank you. Do you think maybe Ben's being greased by the establishment of the GOP to wrestle back uh, power from Trump's populist movement? Yeah, and it never works. That's all done. I was, I was watching a highlight reel of Trump last night. It was so fucking funny, man. That guy is so fucking funny. Like, I was just watching this highlight reel of, like, him and Jeb and him and all these people, and he was just, just massacring them. And you could just see them just shaking. They had nothing. That whole GOP establishment, big money, big donor thing, you can't groom anymore. There's no grooming of leaders. They're trying. I mean, I feel like Shapiro is being groomed for that type of shit, and it doesn't work. The internet's changed all of it. Like, you see right through that shit. I mean, you can get the clicks and the hits and the shares and all the money you want to go into it. You know, Anderson Cooper, they spent millions on his live stream, and it was like 2,000 people watching. Like, I'll beat that shit in an afternoon with nothing. Like, being shadow banned, being deplatformed. You know, last time I, every time I trend on YouTube, it seems they shut me off. So it's like... GOP establishment needs to get their shit together and stop being like a lot of a lot of um, conservatives are just pussies. That's one reason why I love Crowder so much is because he's a fighter, but also a, a complete conservative, like conservative values. Absolutely. One hundred percent. But he's a fighter. You know, a lot of conservatives are just trying to hold on to whatever little piece they have and just not make a fuss and just, you know, Get a deal done and just move on because everyone wants to move on. No, the left is, they're, they're unrelenting. Unrelenting. All right, Birch Gold promo code. Oh, Jew Gold, pretty funny. I had to let you know, uh, you have just put all Aussie bears into a deep depression. Please reconsider. It is not my choice, fair bear. I support you, man. And I don't think you're crazy. Thanks, Boulder boy. Um... Just, just, just bear, just understand that scenario though. When you're like, take a breath, man. It's like, uh, no, it's what people say a lot. It's what people say to a lot of people who are making a point. You see that a lot with Trump where people would be like, why don't you uh, get, collect yourself or you're being irrational or well, you sound unhinged. Are you okay? It sounds like he's truly lost his mind. It's like, why? Cause he said something accurate. Because he gives a fuck about something, because he doesn't have malaise in his eyes, doesn't have molasses eyes. I have insomnia because I miss my family, and when I read crazy shit in the news, and I, I don't feel like I can protect them, I sometimes can't sleep. That's the straight up truth. That's it. No big fucking mystery. Sean, Owen, you're a history major, right? Do you agree with the Nestle Susan's assessment that Nazis are not right wing and come from Dixiecrats? Uh, strive for CPS. Yes, they're national socialists. If you're on the spectrum of just giant government, Nazis right wing, but that's not the way American spectrum works. The founding fathers want a small government. American conservatives are small government. The right wing is the opposite of Nazis. The left wing is infinitely closer to Nazis than um, 
the right wing in America. But if you're on a spectrum like Europe, in Europe, the right is Nazis, kind of. In some ways, you know, I don't quite understand it, but the Europe doesn't even have, Europe doesn't even have an option of small government. It's just not even on the like in England. It's like there is no libertarian. They just want to know like who controls them. It's weird. Uh, but in America, yeah, I mean Nazis. It's the national national socialists. Uh, take fewer breaths. Thank you, Boulder boy. That's really funny. I appreciate you. Up at six. I just got out of work. Here's some honey money. Thank you. Here's a tip for my fellow insomniac. I haven't slept in two days. Going on three. Fuck it. Been killing it lately. Keep up the good work. Yeah, the night before I slept for nine hours, and then I fell asleep today at like seven thirty and woke up at like one. So I'm not like it's not sleepless, and I can go. The longest I've ever went is almost four days, and that was horrible. But one night is fine. That just means tomorrow night I'll sleep fucking great. Uh, no one knows how hard he tried to stop the rapist Bill Clinton's bride, but something touched me deep inside the day that Seth Rich died. That's funny, dude. Right over the bears, please. Can someone email me that? Someone comment that, please, on this video. Love the stream. Can I be verified as uh, Beater Bear? Yeah, welcome, Beater Bear. Plug, Year of the Bear at Patreon, keyword buttonfly. Okay. Uh, please come here. We are not all retarded. Use my place as a venue. Well defended. New Zealand cookie bear. Well, I mean, if you have a giant barn or something, I'd do it. Uh, any options on JBP last time he was on Rogan? Oh, any opinions on JVP last time he's on Rogan? Uh, he seems like he's in a crazy mental place, but I, I found him inspiring per usual. I'm a big fan of uh, Peterson. He, uh, it's weird he's at CAA. And, uh, you know, he's, he's crazy. He's like Alex Jones is not much crazier than Peterson. Sorry to break your bubble. But most people that are really interesting are fucking crazy. Like Jordan Peterson said that, I don't want to start this thing. Jordan Peterson's one of my heroes. You guys know that. Like, I love the man. I'm not even going to fucking do this. I don't care when people do it to me, though. That's the weirdest part. Unless they're, like, mean about it. Like, I've, like uh, that's one conversation I had with Crowder. Because, like, at first I thought Crowder um, was, like, scared to give me criticisms or something. I'm like, dude, always. I'm like, I know we're friends and I know we have the same goals. And, like... Hit me with my blind spots, Captain. And so that's one thing that keeps our relationship really good. Is like, people can tell me anything. As long as I know their intention is uh, is good. And a lot of times that's not easy on the internet. But the one thing about Peterson, it's like Peterson said, uh, he rewrites every single line of his book 30 times to get everything perfect and accurate. That's total bullshit. It's like he writes like a fucking maniac. There's, that's not remotely true, and no writer would ever do that, and that makes no sense. That just makes that's just. He said he didn't sleep for thirty days. That's the 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 record's ten. But that being said, that's just a. I don't. He's not a liar at all. I think that sometimes he gets in these weird head spaces where he just kind of like. I don't know, but that just was kind of weird to me. I thought that was fucking interesting. But the last time he was on Rogan, I, I, 
his life now is so insane that I don't think most people can understand what that would feel like. I have, I have a little bit of it. I understand a little of that. I've been on tour with extremely, extremely famous people. I've spent years around very, very famous people. And you multiply that by being famous for like constantly changing people's lives and empowering them. His life must just be nuts. And this is a Canadian professor. Like, I don't know how he's riding that wave. And the fact he keeps getting attacked, but yet boosted up and, you know, misrepresented. And then he, you know, he's having all these health issues and he's only eating meat. Like all he eats is meat fat. He's always, he's obsessed with lobsters and cleaning. Cleaning rooms won't fix ethnic replacement though. Let's get real. See, I have a, a pushback on that completely. I, because I heard uh, someone make that criticism of him. I completely disagree. I think that the only way to change the world is through your own actions. I think one of the biggest ways people avoid responsibility is they make it so big they can't touch it. Celebrities do it all the time. This is a march to end rape. How? 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 Are you encouraging marriage? Because that's a way to help. To help. Uh, and rape less women will go out with strange men and get drunk. Are you, you know, dismantling Hollywood or what exactly are you doing? They're like, we're marching. It's like, okay, so how do you plan on ending mass migration? Want to know how you end mass migration? You clean your room. And then when you have a clean room, what's the next thing you do? And then the next thing you do and the next thing you do. And before you know it, that's an impact on the world. Tend your garden. Some of the most influential people I've ever met do simple, simple things. They just care about something. They grow something. They know something. And those people interact with people every day. And that spreads. And that's how you create a culture that's worth saving. That's how you create a community that watches out for each other. And that spreads. And that way, when you clean your own room, you put thought into action. And that one step starts everything. What else do people propose? The, the, the vicious, murderous, horror future dystopias that, that could come from not cleaning your room is mind-blowing. Like, let's say your life isn't over. Your life is chaos. It's just like, um, like when you see liberals, when you see SJWs with a just unkempt, they smell like shit, they don't have a job, they live in their parents' basement, but yet they feel that they can restructure gender itself. Like, we can see that as clearly crazy, right? Now apply that to your own groups. Like, apply that to uh, a lot, like, uh, one of the main problems that conservatives and libertarians face right now in America, and I'm sure in Europe, is immigration problems, that we don't have secure borders, that we have uh, this insane concept that multiculturalism is strength, that if you have uh, many, many different groups of people with many different values, somehow that strengthens the community when in fact it does the absolute, uh, it's like putting a baseball player with a basketball player, a bowler and a guy who plays darts and being like, all right, everyone play basketball. That's retarded. Uh, that's a problem. So how do you stop that? Now, if you don't start with cleaning your room or, and that's a metaphor, obviously for keeping, for, for putting your life in order, 
for having a wife, for having a son, for eating the right foods, for getting sleep. I know that I sound hypocritical right now. Trust me, it's an ongoing struggle. Um, for voting, for supporting the candidate. See what I mean? Like, see where it's, it stems from. So now if you have a clean room and you have a clean body and you have a family and you work for your own money, uh, now you might want to be like, what candidate do I support? Oh, maybe I'll, I'll send him a check for 500 bucks. Think about if everyone did that. And then, and then, oh, I, you're not, you don't wake up hungover on, on, on voting day. So you go down and you vote. Everyone does that. There you go. And then those people with clear eyes and clear minds start inventing things, start businesses, start an actual thing that can do something. Start, becomes, become wealthy enough where you can actually influence um, politicians. That all starts from the single step of cleaning your room. That's why that's such a powerful message. Now, if you think that's stupid and you say, listen, I, I understand the criticisms of conservatives. Uh, it's just this way of uh, appeasing everything to death where it's like conservatives just keep appeasing and they have no game plan. That's one reason why I've listened to alt-right videos. It's not because um, I agree with most of their policy ideas or most of their worldviews. It's that they're fighters. And a lot of them have an idea of like, we need to actually do something and not just sit there and just appease because that doesn't work. But the problem is if you're not willing to put in the brick and mortar values and the daily shit that comes from conservatism that allows you to have communities and values and uh, rituals and traditions and influence and business and all that grows, all, you, all you're left with is genocide. And that's one reason why nationalism can go so south is because when people feel out of control and people say, well, cleaning your room doesn't do a goddamn thing. We got to get rid of these muzzies. No, you have to you have to make it so. OK, Blockbuster Video is a great example. Blockbuster Video is overcharging everybody for uh, for rental fees like you rent Turner and Hooch and you're one day late. And it costs two bucks to rent it. You got to pay four bucks. And everyone started hating Blockbuster. Like, hey, there's a real resentment towards Blockbuster. Now, one option would be to just burn it down. What would that do? They'd collect on insurance. There'd be a huge story about it. You'd go to prison and they would just build another Blockbuster. Or you invent something better. Netflix sends things right to your house. You make it so they go out of business. You buy Blockbuster for pennies on the dollar. That's how you win. And this whole, like, what does clean your room do? It's like, well, what's the other option? You just start killing people? You go down and take vigilante justice? What do you do? You, you stand there with a gun and make sure no one crosses the line? You really think that's the move? Because then once you do that, there's no going back from that. And that could happen. Weimar Republic. The irony is I, I understand every beat that happened with Hitler. Every beat. Like, when you, if we had such a shadow bullshit government, it gets down to... Corruption levels where less than 10% trust government officials when we start having, um, you know, just that level of corruption. Yeah, that will happen. You know, the vigilante shit will happen. We'll have warlords as leaders. It'll be uh, us taking, you know, crime, crime punishment into our own hands. Everybody has a different truth. Everyone thinks different things should be punished differently. Like, you know, I would kill pedophiles. Someone else would kill people to cut them off or chew loudly. So that's awful. 
That's the problem with the people that want to skip steps and the people that want to be like, well, what are people going to do about border security? It's like, well, what the fuck are you going to do about it? And people on the left do that shit more than anybody, but people on the right can do it as well. It's like, what do you build? That's, again, I'm not blowing smoke on, up Crowder's ass, but it's like, how many people say we got to compete with these people? We have to compete with the SJWs. The left does all this. Like, we have, he is. Like, he has a show with the production quality that is better than Stephen Colbert. Who else is doing that? That's the only way out. The lazy way out is to shoot Stephen Colbert. What the fuck would that do? He'd just be replaced by the next asshole and they'd have more security and they'd be able to demonize you more. And then for the next 70 years, they'd make Netflix specials about how bad you are. That's what happened to Hitler. Because Hitler was a war vet with uh, PTSD and no, you know, he just wanted to get shit done like a soldier. Not the move when you're talking with, with that shit. He's like, let's just start killing and just killing. It's like when you lose, which you eventually will, because if you're not building values, your own people will kill you. If it becomes about force and acquisition through force, your own people will kill you. Like you're fucked. You have to build it on values. So then you get killed. And for the next 70 years, Netflix will be like the evil of Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler's weapons, the circle of evil. All right. Was always red pill, kind of mostly feminism made me leave left. Oh, the left is the worst. Hitler was pissed at the people who were putting Germany into financial peril. Right. The way he tried to solve that couldn't have been worse. His point was so valid. It's insane. His point was so valid that as someone who doesn't. I try really hard to not make monsters into victims where it's like, I mean, of course she burned your house down. She was date raped once, maybe. Like, I'm not that guy. But the conditions in Germany that led to the Nazis were so ridiculously bad that it had to lead to the Nazis. But, like, the way they, they, they handled it, it couldn't have been worse. Like, that can't possibly redeem your nation. It can't. But of course you understand it. Of course the kid that was beaten and molested his whole life grows up to just become a fucking psycho. I get that. Weimar Republic bank, the Treaty of Versailles bankrupted Germany. The West bankrupted Germany. Woodrow Wilson, debatably our worst president, just vicious, vicious with all that shit. Right? So they took away Germany's entire army. And by the way, the armistice, um, when uh, Ludendorff, there was, uh, it was Heisenberg and Ludendorff, and the, and the Kaiser. It's a fascinating story. And then I got to go. Ludendorff uh, says he agrees to an armistice. You know, they're losing. They're starting to lose at this point. But they're not like, they still have territory in France. Like Germany had territory in France. They never were out of France. They never got beaten back into Germany. And Russia was already out of the war. They were already having their own uh, revolution. You know, um, the fucking commies are already going at it up there. So Dorf, Wooden. So he says uh, to England, yeah, we're ready to talk. Let's talk. And the war keeps fighting for two more weeks. 3,000 men die the day they sign the armistice on uh, November 11th at 1111 in 1918, which is so tragic. But anyway, so now that they say they're done, 
England is like, all right, well, you have to give up your army and you have to give up these tanks and blah, blah. And then what they do is they, 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 they tell Germany it must be an unconditional surrender. And at this point, Ludendorff has basically lost his mind. And the Kaiser is just one of the worst leaders of all time. And Hindenburg was a, a wretch. The, the, the emotional devastation that that war did to people is, is tough to fathom. Like Ludendorff saw his children in a, in a you know, ripped apart in a, in a trench, you know. And these people have to just keep going and going and going, right? No one had ever seen a war like this. So um, the Allies forced Germany into a deal. The Treaty of Versailles signed it in a, in a train car. Here's the thing. If, if, if Hitler hadn't tried to take over the world and did all the genocide shit, dude's kind of a legend. I'll tell you the story right now. So they signed it in this train car, Treaty of Versailles, and it's devastating to Germany. So Germany... Have, has such an economic um, disaster after the signing, an emotional disaster, because the war to end all wars, the Great War, ends with them taking all responsibility. That was part of it. That they had to say the war was their fault. They couldn't have an army, and they had to pay just an unbelievable amount of reparations, like forever. So there's riots. Communism is popping up bad, and the Kaiser can't do anything. Kaiser's fucked. So the Weimar Republic comes in and they're, they do nothing. And communism is a real problem. So commies take over Russia. And so Germany's terrified of that. There's communists everywhere in Germany because um, they just had the worst thing they've ever seen happen to them. They have to accept all defeat. And here's the thing that the soldiers are now thinking that something's going down because they were in their mind, they were winning. They hadn't retreated out of France yet. They're in trenches. They're secure. They're fighting. Germans are fighters. You know what I mean? But they're, they're heavy losses. They are losing. And uh, so they feel that they shouldn't have quit, that they should have fought to the death. Because a lot of these people were willing to fight to the death. And they're like, we do not surrender under any circumstances. And the fact that they surrendered was um, they felt like just a deep betrayal. And so the Jews became a very, very easy target for this because as the German mark descended into um, valuelessness, you know, at one point, let's say it was five marks to the franc, and then it became a thousand marks to the franc, and then 10,000 marks to the franc. It was like a Venezuelan dive to the point where you had to carry it in wheelbarrows. You know, people are starving, communism's on the rise. Uh, all, you know, Germany's filled with just traumatized, wounded men and, and out-of-work men that start with the conspiracy theories. And here's the thing, there definitely was something. I don't personally know. There's a good chance it was simply, I don't know. I'm not gonna even comment on, on what caused it. But here's the reason Jews became the, like the easiest um, scapegoat. I'm not even gonna say scapegoat, because I don't know what was going on with that. But normal Jews became a scapegoat. I'm not talking about like a small group of psychos. Um, so as the German mark descends into like uh, meaninglessness, the only group of people that weren't getting poor were the Jews. And that's because a lot of them possessed foreign currency and birch gold, promo code Shapiro. So if you own for, uh, foreign currency, it's like the equivalent of Bitcoin or something. You know, like let's say, because a lot of Jews were in the finance and trade business, so they would naturally have other countries' currency. So if all your money wasn't in the mark, you uh, weren't as hit as bad. So 
when everyone's suffering and one group of people isn't suffering as bad, it's very easy to think that's the group. And with the way the surrender happened, an unconditional surrender was, was unspeakable to those people. Adolf Hitler was in the trenches. He was currently at a hospital being treated for blindness because of a gas attack and because of PTSD, he lost the ability to see. So he's bandaged head, he can't see. And when the doctor told him what had happened, just the blood curdling screams of a blind man, right? So he gets his vision back eventually, but this is someone who has put his life on the line uh, day in and day out for years and years and years in trench warfare, given up their pride you know, the German pride was huge before that. They had the biggest and best army in the world. They were just crushing. And they accepted all the guilt of the entire thing was on them. And all the reparations, and they weren't allowed to have an army. What the fuck do you guys think would happen? What would happen? So this is, this is when Hitler is a legend. And I don't care. He just, at, at this moment, before he starts... Crystal Knock and um, and before he uh, th 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 this is why you have to have your values in line. Like he was uh, all over the map. He was into like mysticism and fucking just a weirdo, you know, and just so easily swayed by his own emotions and uh, vengeance and rage. But so him and these vets. Imagine if there wasn't a Holocaust or a World War II. How legendary this would be. Just imagine this. Just none of that happened. So him and these guys band together and they start beating up the commies because there's all these commies everywhere and the, and, the, and the Weimar Republic can't handle them. It's commies everywhere. And so he gets his boys together and they start this like these street thugs that just fuck up commies because the commies at that time aren't tweeting. They're burning down businesses and fucking attacking women and shit, you know? So he's fighting against communism and then he gets control of Germany I'm just cutting to the to the to the legendary part. He he invades France, he takes France, and he sits down with France in the fucking same train car that they made Ludendorff sign the armistice in uh November 11. He makes him sit in the same fucking train car. And he's like, "Sign." That's legendary. Right? Here's the sad ending. This is why you got to keep your uh, keep your uh, make your keep your room in order, keep your soul in order, keep your covenant with God. So he um, he went so insane and power hungry and full of vengeance and ego and uh, dictatorial madness that he pushed his society to an even worse brink. Like World War One and then the Spanish flu that followed was horrifying, but World War Two made that look like Disney World. Like World War Two was. Just, it was a level of human horror that we're still not recovered from. And so as Germany was retreating into black, they destroyed that car. That car was the symbol of all of it, right? So there's that, that train car where they signed the armistice, and then he made France sign it in the same car, and then they destroyed the car because they didn't want it to be made a mockery. Because uh, it was like their artifact. It was like they were starting their own religion. God's not a fan of that, by the way. Starting your own religion based on a nation state. Little FYI, always, always watch out for status because they're trying to start a religion based on the state. So that was like their, uh, their grail was that car. 
And so, um, yeah, no one conservative that has been on Rogan, which isn't many, that has ever debated Joe on climate change, abortion, or any lefty views he has. I think it would be good to watch that happen. Uh, Candace Owens tried with uh, climate change and it went insane. Crowder tried with uh, marijuana and it was horrifying. And I brought up abortion and I was shut down immediately. So no, there's there's a few uh, there's a few topics that if you bring up, it's it's uh, it goes real south. I, when Kurt Metzger was like, "I'm all about abortion. I'll fucking kill a baby," and I'm like, "What?" Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, are you serious? Uh, there was a turn. It's like, and then Joe was like talking about the gray areas. Like, well, you know, there, there has to, it's like, there's times when you start getting a fit. And I'm like, I was geared up to, and everyone could feel that I was starting to do the anti-abortion stance where I'm like, well, who, who's, who's, who gets to make that claim? Like when life begins, like, is it, you know, and then at that point I was just shut down. And that's when they, that's when he'd be like, be quiet. Kurt's talking. And Kurt's like, dude, rape is fine. It's horrifying. Uh, Joe defense said on genocide. It's hysterical. Abortion and hunting. You kill it, you eat it. <laughs> um, in my defense, I recall that being different. I don't know what Herman's talking about. But that was a pretty interesting story, I think. Yeah, Dave, Dave Rubin totally butchered libertarianism as well. You'll never see Tom Woods on there or Stefan Molyneux be granted another appearance. Uh, yeah, I'll never be asked on again either. I think that uh, I don't think he realized how right-leaning I am. I don't think because uh, I think it's just so assumed that every comedian's pro-choice and every comedian is... Um, you know, they just think that there's no difference between men and women and men and men that like, I just, uh, I think that was a bit of a shocker, especially the, uh, the, the abortion thing. I don't know a single, no, there's other ones. They just have to be quiet about it. So I won't say Dave Smith did pretty good. Smith did great, but Smith is becoming more conservative. Smith, now that Smith is, um, he's still a full blown and cap. Don't get me wrong, but socially he's becoming conservative. It's a fact. It happens when you, when you have a baby. Like now that uh, Dave's like Dave's buddy on the show was even making fun of him, he was like, he's like praise Jesus, like he was making fun of him because uh, uh, Dave's like blatantly against abortion now. It's like obvious. I just don't think he he like really wants to say it, but he'll just be like, I mean, I saw the heartbeat. Like, how could you fucking kill that? And I'm like, here we go. Uh, mods are power tripping, bro. Read your ch chat. You guys are faggots, man. Like, don't be fucking lame. Everybody, even mods, anybody, like, this is so petty, man. It's so petty. Herman, well, the one thing I'm certain of, we should just be enjoying our time here. Yeah, so what are you doing? Oh, and these people are really evil. Who are we talking about? Joe's a prime example of a pandora pluralist. Um, has anyone heard of that? Well, just someone tell me what's going on with this shit. They ganged up on Crowder because they couldn't remember what he said because they were high. That's hysterical. Uh, the mods are power tripping, LOL. Well, that's human nature. You give someone a star, you give someone a blue check mark, they become crazy. This has been an amazing chat. I've enjoyed it as well. Uh, just ignore the troll zone. All right, I'm going to um, finish up. Uh, mods are power tripping. Well, that's eh, fine. If, if your biggest problem in life is a pro power tripping mod, I think you're okay. 
Uh, this is a, a free chat. It's free. Everything. It's it's brought to you by Super Chats and Patreons and people come to my show and buy shit. Oh, I think I might have uh, some t-shirts. Hugepianist.com slash honey. Amy put up some stuff and they all sold out immediately. It's crazy. I always forget that. I never go big enough, but I don't want to have her just, you know, become like an Amazon employee. I like to keep it small. I know my limits. I just need enough, man. Just wondering, have you ever thought about maybe uploading your content to BitChute? I do. Every episode goes to BitChute. I have a whole BitChute account. I've been, someone's been doing it for me, I think, or it's automatic, but it's been happening the whole time. They're a little more in favor of free speech, so less likely for you to get Alex Jones. Everything will get taken down if we don't change our culture and our values. There's no, I, I talk about that in the very beginning of this. So uh, listen to the first half because I explain the exact way it works. So there's no way around it. I'm going to get out of here. Can I post a P.O. Box? Yes, 727, P.O. Box 727, Gig Harbor, Washington. I don't know the zip, the zip code. Middle management mods, don't look at the troll zone. We'll handle it. I don't like throwing shade at your buddies, but they need a chill pill. Yeah, I, it sounds like some. there's only 430 people here, and a lot of people are complaining about the mods. So someone please, uh, I really don't want middle management. But I, I trust these people, but at the same time, it's like I know that uh, things can get wacky. Read my super chat. I didn't see it, Curtis. Curtis, where's your where's your super chat? Uh, where's Curtis? Oh, there he is. Oh, and look up Sam. Oh, I already read that. Yeah. Good morning. They just need to chill with the timeouts. Herman seven two seven two. Herman, you may you may lose now. That's the wrong address. Herman, Herman, you just gave people the wrong address. If I wasn't up here, people would be sending stuff to like a random person. Would get like a dagger, and it would be it would like freak everyone out. <laughs> Imagine that. Herman just gave the wrong address, and and people send me like really thoughtful stuff, but only if you know me. He's trolling. I, Herman may lose the wrench. Herman. Herman, are you trolling? Thank you, Dulev. Herman. If you're trolling, you're losing the wrench. Michael Malice recently made a point that he views Nazis as right wing because of their contempt for weakness and worship of hierarchy, which I kind of agree with. But I still think it's all statism. That's not true at all. Mal I'll debate Malice on that completely. How is it hierarchy when you kill all the Jewish accountants? That's not about merit. That's the ridiculous argument. Right wing, like Nazis are the opposite of of a of a actual hierarchy. It's complete statism. It makes no sense. It's not even a racial hierarchy. Look at Adolf Hitler was a brown-eyed Austrian. Goebbels was a four-foot-eleven black-haired gimp. Like it's a—it's just it was power. It's status power like anything else. Uh, it's like that is not hierarchy. That's not that—that's a false statist hierarchy based on um, bullshit. 
an actual hierarchy based on merit, which is what America goes for, you don't kill the Jewish accountants because they're better. Herman isn't sorry. All right, Herman's out. I'm sorry, it was a mistake. I think he's just said he was sorry. Don't take Herman's wrench. Okay, I won't. But Herman, come on. Get your shit together, Hermie. Chat stresses out, Herman. Well, Herman, I don't know what to tell you, man. Everyone gets stressed out, but don't give people my wrong address. And overtime out, people. He's one of the good guys. Of course he's one of the good guys. I've let him stay at my home. You guys understand that? When I was doing my hour special, I let a bunch of the bears just stay at my house. Like, I... Like... I know Herman. My brothers hung out with Herman all night. Herman's hilarious. But you gotta have nerves of steel if you're in the Big Bears chat. Uh, everyone relax, we all hate SGWs here, lol. I almost got Herman fired, says Bare Knuckles. Herman is playing and D is staying very cool. All right, I think Herman is Sven. The normal chat is too distracting. Totally, I gotta go. But uh, hugepianist.com for specials. Huge Pianist also for the uh, my tour dates. Get tickets. They're going. I'll be on Crowder tonight. It'll be an excellent show. Uh, Mr. Benjamin, you're kind of fired up this morning. Well, Jeremy, your mom has blown nine guys today already. Like your, your mom, when she sees a black midget, she puts on a bib. Man, I wish I had someone I could just talk shit to right now. I'm feeling like real sparky. Why in socialism did they kill the disabled first? Uh, depends on what kind of socialism. Depends on what kind of socialism. Uh, the Nazis did because they were all about the military. They were all going for the military. Their whole thing. You, you get All right, real quick. This is how statism works. This is how socialism works. You, you, you break down religion. You, you first got to get rid of God. Always. And you got to make God on earth and you got to make all the same. Uh, you got to take the Bible and make it all um, false comparisons, a bunch of uh, false lamps, right? So uh, the Nazis made the Jews the devil and then they made um, war. Like they would, they would make like the disabled were taking away from uh, their ability to thrive. So they would get rid of the disabled because that would make their army stronger. Their army was their salvation. Um, you know, they start going through their history and the Aryans and the mysticism and all that shit. Like right now, they would man, America would have a tough genocide though because they, of course they would want to kill white males because we've been the most demonized. But we pay all the taxes. We make all the money. So that would be, it puts them in a real weird uh, position. Uh, about the state. Nazi party made it their religion. Of course, that's always what it is. Owen, it's Pete Dobson. Please do an episode of the Arch Advocate podcast. I don't know what that is, but I'll do it. Why did they do that enslavement to global banking system? I don't think that's what happened. Piss Bill Burr saying Trump is racist. Yeah, that's insane. That's fucking insane. It's so stupid. It's so fucking stupid. 
Shouldn't disabled people be bigger victims than Muslims? Yeah, but that that wasn't based on the victim hierarchy. That wasn't the, the victim shit. That was based on a different religion. See, our religion is that the black slave is Jesus Christ. And so they die for our sins. Basically, the slavery was why we have any wealth. And so they sacrificed themselves for our prosperity. So we, we were freed from that. It's all bullshit, obviously. And... Um, and so we have a victim hierarchy. So we have this whole thing where the bigger victim you are, the more you're elevated. And that's because of our tax system. Because we're operating in a scheme where 31% of the population uh, earn, uh, pays 80% of the taxes and they go to mo like a lot of the taxes. The whole tax system is based on, on need. So it's like Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, single mothers, single black mothers, black people, um, immigrants, uh, illegal immigrants, uh, all that shit. So what you need is, is to develop this hierarchy where those people are your cash cows because it's like that's how you convince people to give up their money. And those people don't even really get the money and it actually breaks their soul. That's the thing. It's not helping black women. It's incentivizing them to have horrible lives. Uh, for... For Hitler's socialism, it was it was you had to get you had to get rid of the weak, the physically weak, because they were all about physical violence. Where it was like a might is right type world, where the stronger their army was, the more power they could take for Germany. And so anyone who was weak or wasn't or, or couldn't be trusted, which was someone that wasn't of a direct Germanic line, which Hitler wasn't, or Goebbels or Goering was. Uh, they killed all those guys, and yet, and the hypocrisy and the and the uh, Nazi socialists were were so it was so obvious because Adolf Hitler had an Austrian accent, and um, Goebbels was a four foot eleven gimp. True Satanists or actual psychopaths? Yep, gotta go. Save another hour. Yeah, fuck it. That's why the Bears should come to Sydney. America might not always be good, but it's what we got. I love America. Oh, and follow Truth News. It was bullshit, and I'm far right. You, what? What's bullshit? The Nazis? No shit. Nazis were horrible. Uh, they did the banking thing. They actually got a bunch of loans from the Swiss to start the war. Probably. There's probably a lot going on. Uh, I love America. Me too. Might is right. Was my nickname when I was dusting chicks in the pen. Nice. Uh, thanks for saying Nazi socialist, of course. How long have you been awake? Well, I woke up at like one because I went to sleep way too early. America's great. LA's trash for sure. Oh, and you don't know shit, says David Wall. Oh, well, you're, you're now out. No, you're not. Oh, yeah, you're funny. I know who you are. You're not a random. Cool. I get overprotected when it comes to Herm. It's all good, Spartan. Uh, Herman, it's all good. It's all good. I was just curious because I don't see any tour dates. I have tons of tour dates. Go to hugepianist.com slash tour. 500 people in here, only 279 likes, you slackers. Hit the like button or don't. It's your call. You can be a loser or not. It's your. It's all your decision. You can share it. You can make your bed or not. You know, you can just keep sitting in your mom's basement, just listening to her get fucked by black midgets. Oh, and you get your history from Netflix. No, I don't, David. Make a point. Anybody that, that does a personal attack before making a point is almost always wrong and definitely stupid. 
It all that that's always the case when people go, "Oh, you must be," or "You get your news." It's like then say what you believe. Don't just discount what I say. I've read more books than your mom's fucked black midgets, and that's an insane amount. I mean, it's it's almost uncountable. How many black midgets does it take to change a light bulb? No one knows. They're all getting their dick sucked by David Walsh, the Chicago Bears mom. Uh, Owen, how close to L.A. are you willing to do a show? I'll do a show right in the heart of L.A. Uh, you think Crowder's wrong about some things? Yeah, I think everyone. I'll put, I'll put it this way. I disagree with him on some things. I di- you can't agree with everyone on everything. Of course not. It's when people live obvious contradictions or I can tell they're lying is when I have a problem. It's not about people having disagreements. Not at all. I don't believe in our republic, but I respect those who try and act actual good. There you go. You're gay if you don't hit the like button. Or, yeah, I mean, or you're, yeah, you're definitely, I mean, that's obvious. Mrs. said that Hitler and Mussolini were asked up gap. I don't know what that means. Wow, watching a live stream on the West Coast while up pumping baby milk. Nice surprise. Nice. I hate the this or that crap. I don't know what that means, Brooke. Rogan does. I can't watch him anymore. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of out. And I want to just have never-ending loyalty because I just that's the world I want to live in. But it just gets to the point where I'm like, oh, man. And if people feel that way about me, that's fine. That's all good. But I can't just lie to myself and be like, yeah, this makes a lot of sense. That black midget stole my bike? I think so as well. Isn't it too early for this? You had a hard time sleeping. Oh, if you ABC, then you're XYZ. Well, it depends, Brooke. Sometimes it's accurate. Sometimes it isn't. Give me an example. Like, it's like, if you have sex with a child, therefore you're a pedophile. I mean, the, the if therefore is uh, is a, you know... But it can be a falsehood if you say, if you have four legs, that means you're a dog. No, horses have four legs. Um, it, it, it obviously depends on the scenario. So give me an example of what you were just referring to, and uh, I'll uh, talk back to you. No, not that. Then then give me an example. I like Rogan. I hope he would have you back. I think you're always great in the episode. He still has Crowder on. I don't care. I really don't care. Oh, and who's the most annoying comedian that you still like besides Kurt? All comedians are kind of annoying. Do you think he'll do the Salt Mine podcast? I don't know what that is. I don't know shit about a lot. The only good Joe Rogan podcasts are when he has fighters on. Everything else is nonsense. Just him over-talking everybody and cutting them off constantly when they disagree. Yeah, man. I, it used to be my favorite podcast. I'm not knocking it, though. But I just... Uh, I don't want to knock it. I just... I have a really hard time not saying what I actually believe, and but I don't want to sound like a catty bitch. I, I hate that. But there's really no... When you do a live stream like I do all the time, there's no way around that. People ask me direct questions, and I either can lie or sound like a catty bitch. Like, I don't want to say that. I, you guys are talking about it. I'm not just going to avoid it. It's my opinion. What am I supposed to say? I know he's doing God's work, but I don't know. Rogan will get better again after Sober October. Well, that's when me and him had the best vibe. Remember that 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 one episode we did together, our second episode was so fucking fun and good. And it, it was sober and we had that uh, bourbon together and it was a real magical time. 
And then it was like when I was there with him and Kurt, it was like, it was like I was in the, the belly of the whale. But I know he's a, he has a good heart. I do. I know that. Maybe I'm too much of a Paul Abdul. I don't know. But uh, I, 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 I like love the dude in a lot of ways. But I just think he's like adrift. I think he's he changes what he believes nonstop, and I think that like sometimes he'll uh, he'll fight the truth because it's uncomfortable not to. I don't know. Whatever. I don't want to talk shit. Uh, I think Rogan's podcast would suffer if you left LA. No, it'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. Are you kidding me? Like whenever Rogan first comes back from a hunting trip or like anything like that, he's fucking so on point. It's when he's just always around these douchebags. Like it, it's if Joe states his belief, he becomes overrated. I don't know what that means. Rogan is super high on openness. Uh, I disagree. Where's my piano bear? I'm in a hotel. Oh, we do a podcast from a cabin. That'd be awesome. He's good with Callan. He's good with Callan. He's good with uh, other like masculine dudes that he knows really well. That's when he's really good. I, I don't I don't like talking about other dudes as much. Yeah, but that's what people are talking about. Fuck it. I'm a man of the people. Rogan in New York with the Skanks, you, Bobby, Kelly, and so many other great comics would be 10 times better. The Skanks are fun. Uh, is soy sauce also bad? And if so, what else do you have with dumplings? Well, it's not bad if, if, if you don't want your dick. What part of LA did you used to live in? Uh, West Hollywood and then Marina Del Rey. And I, I had spent one year in the Valley. Uh, Sam took at his Twitter and tell me that. I don't know what that means. Joey Diaz does roll. He's great. Have you ever thought about doing the Chip Chipperson podcast? Don't know what that is. And don't take offense to any of this stuff. If these people are like really big, I just don't. Uh, I just don't know a lot of stuff. Oh, and another one reason I also wanted to do a long one tonight is to just to prove that that I, I got kicked off yesterday because of how many people I had. And I, I'm on a kill switch. You know, in the middle of the night, I'm on two and a half hours. I've been doing a live stream. There hasn't been a, a glimmer. Isn't that hilarious? It wasn't random. It, it isn't a conspiracy theory. When I start trending on YouTube, they shut me off. That's why I'm starting to appreciate the smaller amounts of people. It's all good. Uh, every time you go for over an hour, you get cut off. No, it's not true. It's when I it's when the amount of people starts reaching like 2,000 and I start trending. Literally. Thoughts on Norm McDonald? The funniest man alive. Only you familiar with James? No. Good morning, Owen. Coffee's brewing. Awesome, Pinder. Well, I texted Eric yesterday to see if you're around to hang, Pinder. Uh, I guess you weren't around. But uh, I went to sleep anyway. I was so tired. Owen would throw Rogan like a Frisbee just saying. Rogan would beat me up in under five seconds, just to let you guys know. Uh... Rogan would, would make me look like a child. Like it wouldn't even be, a, if he was within four feet of me, he could break both my legs with one kick. No, this is real. I'm not being, this is real. He could do, he could kick me from a distance that I could not punch him and break my shin. And if we started, and if we were at all close, 
uh, he would make me just completely uh, nothing. He would immobilize. I fought people that know jujitsu, like even just blue belts and shit. It's a different level. It really is a different level. It's like, uh, it's just crazy. Like the way they can make your body work against itself. And I've wrestled with wrestlers that I've done okay with. I've boxed with boxers that I've gotten beat up with, but it's not like a massacre. You know, I understand the basic, you know, boxing's, you know, boxing, if you can fight, you can kind of hang, but jujitsu, when, when you're up close to someone, it's, I've never seen anything like it. You just, you have no shot. There's just nothing. It's pretty fascinating. It's, uh, it's very humbling. Like Taekwondo, I could, I could fight. I'm sure there's black belts in Taekwondo that I could beat the shit out of. Uh, kickboxers seem very lethal. Very lethal. Rogan has a bit of him kicking a heavy bag. It's all bad on the other side of Joe's. It, dude, Joe's a beast. I think Joe's 5'7". He's 5'7". I'm 6'7 and a half. He would fuck me up to a degree that is not. Yeah, Rogan scoffed at Ruben when he said Candace Owens would make a good congresswoman. Spineless Ruben walked back a statement when Rogan flexed his neck muscles. Interesting. But you want to know how I, uh, how I could take Rogan in a fight? Um, if I had a, a, a gun. I'm just kidding. Well, I'm not kidding. But that's a, it's a great equalizer. You know, God... God make, made man, what, who, what, what gun company was that? God made man, uh, Colt made him equal. Is that the, was that the slogan? Well, yeah, mentally it's like, uh, I don't know. Rogan's smart, smarter than it, it seems a lot of times. Like sometimes he'll be way out there on about stuff, but he's got this flow. It's like he has this instinctive intelligence. It's really tough to to uh to describe like he might not know what century the civil war was in but he'll understand a human being's weakness in like 10 minutes it's bizarre uh rogan probably thinks he's five seven and a half nowadays he's gonna be one of those guys that like lives for like 500 years he's gonna be tuned in with like some fucking sketchy dude from nicaragua who has some like goat's balls and he like fucking I don't know. Tony Callen would have an awesome podcast. Guys, we need to push this bears. I know Callen really well. He's a good guy. Uh, you would love New Zealand, but they possibly wouldn't let you in. Oh, they would not let me in. You got shut down on Rogan. I did. I did. I didn't get shut down. It wasn't about force, though. It was a choice. And people can believe me if they want or not. It was... Uh, sometimes I regret it. Sometimes I wish I had just started yelling. But I was in an environment that wasn't my environment. And uh, it was so mental that I, I felt like I was balancing out Kurt. But I thought I stood my ground on topics. The only thing that I walked back that um, wasn't true, the only thing I did that I, I don't even regret it, because at the time I thought he was trying to like secretly tell me something, but I was like, I was like, yeah, Anthony Jeselnik had, had liposuction, you know, sucked out of his ass. And he was like, that's not true. No, that's not true. And he looked at me like, that's not true. And I thought he was trying to tell me something like you're going to get sued or like 
trust me on this one. So I was like, oh yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not real. I, but I, it wasn't out of shame or like an Anthony Jesnick thing. I thought he was like trying to like tell me like, dude, trust me on this one. Like, I'm like, but it is though. I don't know. Like that was the one part that I was like, but everything else, I think that's one reason why they were shutting me down is I was like, I wasn't going to defend Louis CK. I wasn't going to fucking defend abortion. I wasn't going to like, and I was just listening to Kurt have a fucking meltdown. All right. Doesn't matter. Our second podcast was awesome. That was a blast. Our first one was good too. It was just the second one I really, really enjoyed. That's when I really was like, man, Rogan's a fucking great guy. And then with Kurt, I just felt like, uh, I don't know. It was so weird and gross. I mean, you were just weak on your boundaries on Rogan. You were too nice to people who do one thing in your favor and then walk all over you. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm not doing that anymore. Because I was. I was I was too like... Uh, and then I realized, because he didn't really stand up for me. Like, when he had me on the podcast, that wasn't about me. That was because I was constantly trending or I was doing something interesting. You know, I stood up for for the kids with the transgender thing. I was, uh, my videos were going viral. My Twitter was getting bigger. I lost my agent for something unfair. Like, I helped his show. Like, I was interesting. It wasn't because he, like wanted to help me. I saw that the third interview. And then I saw how after that, there's, there's been no support in times that I've definitely needed him or I could have used help. You know, he's had some of his close friends have called me names on their podcast. And I know they wouldn't have done that if, if their fucking master wouldn't approve it. So, you know, when Sam fucking, what's his name? Like even Bert Kreischer was like kind of throwing shade at me and then wouldn't, we're still, we'll still text, but you know, I don't know if he'd have me on anymore. It's weird. It's getting weird out there, dude. Uh, Tripoli. Yeah. Tripoli. Yeah. Like when Tripoli, uh, said that, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't uh, agree with the way I attack the free speech speech issue. And I say like deplorable words and stuff. It's like, he wouldn't have said that unless his, his master allowed it. Neither would, um, deal Vaughn who I like, but it, it has to be approved from top down in that, in that power structure. Same with Bert Kreischer. Bert Kreischer will go with whatever you say to him. So it's all good. So when he said shit about me being like super right wing or something, or he wouldn't defend me when someone else was bashing me, it's like, all right, guys, good luck with all that. I'm not going to be loyal to uh, to people that, that aren't loyal to me. It's just life's too fucking short. It's way too short. Dude, you and Bird's podcast are the best together. Um, they're the best podcast out there. He has to have you back. He's a super nice guy. I just don't think he's very political. Oh, it's nothing to do with that. I'm not that political, man. Like, I'm cultural. I'm a comic. I'm just going with what it, where the punches go. And they all know that what I'm saying is true. That's why they're mad at me. You don't demonize someone the way they do with me unless you know I'm right. Like, why would you do that? There's no reason to do that. Why would, why would you do that? I'm a nice dude. I'm a funny dude. Like, I've been around a while. I've been through a lot of shit. 
You know, you'll have these people will have people on that are like complete scumbags. Like when everyone knew Louis C.K. was a scumbag, they would they would do anything to get him on. Uh, Owen, I don't know if this is just me, but many years ago, I foresaw a split down the middle, good and evil. And the more I see left, right thing. Yeah, I see that as well. Rogan's jealous of you because you have hair. Probably a factor. And I probably don't eat as much soy. <laughs> now, I mean, I want to like him. It's, I, it's, it's hard on me to say things like this. It sucks. It's just like, it's, it's no fun. Bro, I'm agnostic and even I see it now. Yeah, it's 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 true, man. I keep having to refresh because the internet sucks balls. Um, what do we got here? How about another hate fest? Well, I'm going to go jump some rope before I go have the writing session. Oh, yeah, I can't spell disease. I just talked about that uh, on Crowder. I can't spell very well. Celebrity comedians posing pedophilia as naturalism, nudist lifestyle. Oh, that's the worst. So bad. Is Rogan vegan? No. Want to see a real-time conspiracy? Yes. When you have the piano back, can you do all right now to the tune of all right now? Yes. Joe says nothing new. Going handsome truth for stream to talk with each other. I love and hate Joe Rogan. It all depends on his guest. Right. But what does that tell you? Um, have you considered doing podcasts with guests as well? Yes. I just can't do it all myself. I'm, I'm worked. I'm worked pretty, pretty far. I want to be able to enjoy, enjoy it. I suck at, uh, technical stuff. Oh, and if you want to hang tomorrow, I can take the day off. I, um, I fly out tomorrow, Pinder, but I'll be back soon. I'll be back doing a show in September. How about my super chat? I'll, I'll read it. Uh, if we do, then I've got been passed on. I don't know what that means. Uh, Joe is a chameleon. So is Ruben. Well, when Ruben offered uh, Barack Obama to become part of the intellectual dark web, I knew that that was that was that was over for that whole thing. I mean, that became a, a mockery of itself. Uh, that wasn't that was insane. I mean, I don't know how anyone could can possibly support that at that point. It, it just, it, it's, yeah, he tweeted to Barack Obama, welcome to Intellectual Dark Web. Barack Obama gave a speech where he admitted identity politics was bad, right? But of course he was doing it in a way to gain power somehow. And so uh, Ruben tweeted him and talked about it on a podcast that he was like, welcome to the Intellectual Dark Web, Obama. I was like, dude, Oh, clearly I haven't been following Ruben lately. Oh, guys, it's it's getting bad out there, man. There's going to be people that you once looked up to a lot, and you're going to hear what they're saying, and you're going to be like, uh, what? There was another one that they said welcome the intellectual dark web to recently. It was fucking crazy. Who the hell was it? I was like, oh, so you guys are just trying to amass another... Another power structure. You want to be the new gatekeepers versus get rid of gatekeepers itself. Oh, Will Smith. That's exactly who it was. It was Will Smith. Welcome to the intellectual dark web, Will Smith. Um, Ruben is a nice guy, but dear Lord, he's cringy with that. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, 
I don't even know what nice means. Sometimes the nicest thing you can be is a dick. Like, what is not, like, is it nice to tell your fat friend that he's just big boned? Is that nice? It's not nice. Is it nice to just pretend things? Um, they need to fill their black guy quota. Absolutely. Owen is woke. Someone just said Owen is woke on the gatekeeper thing, but except for Alex Jones. I don't know. I don't, I don't really believe, uh, gatekeepers typically get completely deplatformed from a conspiracy. That's not typically. Shapiro wrote a whole book to con convict Obama. What the fuck? Guys, I'm not saying these things because I enjoy conflict. It doesn't make any sense, like what they're doing. It's like, are you and Malanu and Southern ever in contact? Do you plan on working on anything with them? Yeah, Malanu, for sure. I don't know Warren Southern, but Malanu's a great guy. I'll do DePaulo again, for sure. Depends on how you're using the word nice. It's accommodating versus caring, helping. Interesting. Alex Jones is a legend, totally. Owen is a lot of the crowd are going to be funny as fuck tonight. You have been hilarious. Love having you on the show. Oh, dude, it's going to be a beyond a home run. One of the reasons I was up tonight was I was writing jokes, man. I wanted to fucking crush. I I put a lot of into that show when it comes to, like, hope. That show actually can beat Stephen Colbert. It's like, I know my limits, and it's uh, Crowder actually will get the green screens and the cameras and the and the lights and the, he just does it. It's, it's insane. And he's not from money. He self-funded it. He's just a fucking, he, he does it, man. He does it. And he works his ass off and he doesn't take, uh, he doesn't, um, he's not okay with low quality. It's just, uh, that could actually win. In a world of constant complaining, that could actually win. The reason I do live streams every day is because I didn't want to just be a complainer. I wanted to be somebody who did something, you know? I guess I always have been, but like, uh, I can't do it on his level when it comes to an actual show that can compete. You know, his uh, under 30 audience is massive. Like he's beating some of these late night people. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, sketches are so well produced. He's a crazy good actor. Do you understand that that dude, like when he did that Matt Damon scene, he actually cried. Like he knows, like I'm an actor, but he's like, he's, he's more trained than me in acting in that sense. Like, uh, like how to walk through, you know, a scenario in your head that's sad. It's not about thinking about your dog dying. It's about thinking about, you know, walking through the door of the vet and, and, holding the paw and feeling it go cold and it, like to be able to, to get yourself to a place where you can cry on camera to be funny. Cause that's what most comedians don't understand is playing it straight is what is funny. You have one extremely out there element of a scene and everything else has to be exactly real, you know? And that's why his dramatic acting ability is a, a wealth of comedy. Because um, it, it, it allows for the joke to be that big, you know? Because so many comedians are just like wacky. Where it's like, 
All right. Well, I no one no one does this with a you know a box of this and oh I'm I'm an M guy. No, it's like be absolutely normal and have the writing have some sort of irony in it or juxtaposition. Uh, it's pretty great. Your streams are awesome. It's like having your best friend over with live chat to keep things moving. Yeah, I dude, I I I get it. I get why people like it. I get why I like it. I really do. Crowder has a gay past. His words, no. Crowder does not have a gay past. Jesus. Why did I just eat that mac and cheese? Mug Club ads are the only ads I look forward to. If only Ben Shapiro were as creative as his. Oh, guys, we have a, a Mug Club ad that's going to make you laugh your fucking ass off. It's insane. Yeah. All right. No one's gayer than homosexuals. Nah, I don't even think that's true. I can name gayer people. Uh, poor Ben Shapiro, LOL. Ben Shapiro is a phony. Uh, not poor Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro is doing insanely well. He's uh, he's very wealthy. He's uh, beloved. He's uh, has a great family. You know, focused, dialed in. No poor Ben Shapiro. A lot of people are turning on Ben honestly. Yes, it's because Ben seems to be turning on us honestly. Uh, I feel like uh, Ben has been, uh, yeah, I've talked about it earlier in the pod. You guys know what I feel. I don't want to keep talking about the guy. I bet there's some well-known straight guys that accepted a BJ from a tranny or something. Probably. Yeah, people that have like uh, serious drug and alcohol past that were probably... I don't know. Ever since you mentioned proving that you got shut down for trending, it's been skipping like crazy. Yeah. Thank you very much for what you do. You've shown me that staying true to your principles is worth any cost you might have to pay. Yeah, and the proof is in my family. If you want just like concrete proof that like holding your ground works, just look at pictures of my family. You can't fake that shit, that, that happiness, that health. Just having a family itself is, is is a blessing, but just like, you can't fake that. That's proof. You know, you just, you can just look in someone's eyes and be like, that moment is good. And if you're full of shit, you'll never get those moments. Oh, and you should uh, give Andrew Wilco's show a listen. You'll never be disappointed. disappointed. Uh, I will. I listen to so much as it is. Uh, ben does have the body of that poor kid from the Scrooge crippled Timmy or whatever. I don't know. He might have a body on him. Who knows? I've never seen him naked, but I sure as shit want to. Uh, I'd love to hear Norm McDonald's take on Ben Shapiro. Oh, Carrie probably be like, hey, no way. This guy over here. Hello. Oh, and I heard there's a Lauren Southern, Tommy Lauren, Ross Perot video out there. I heard Perot hangs dong. I bet Perot's got a hammer on him. I mean, anybody that runs for president independently on your, with your own money, I feel like that guy's got a fucking hammer. There's no question. There's no question he's got a hammer. Shapiro's a pretty good guy. I, dude, I swear to, I like Ben Shapiro. That's why I don't want to go down these rabbit holes. I just think that, you know, as a, a force in what he's saying, I am starting to be question it. And I think that it's important that people. I thought about it a lot before criticizing him because, you know, the whole punching right thing and like you know all that bullshit. But it's like. We're not going to listen to leftists criticize each other. They'll say we're all Nazis. So I think that we should keep each other in check. And that's, wh that's why 
we don't become institutionally fucking insane. Like there has to be a way out and you have to do it. Right. And that's why I, I make sure that I say like, cause I do respect him and I like him as a person and I'm glad that he has a platform and I like all his family value stuff. And then I'll list the things that bother me that he's saying that aren't trivial. And there's a lot of them, you know, it's not trivial. And there's been a, a shift in the last few months that seems very forced. The left is cannibalizing itself. The right just has to survive the next couple elections without breaking down completely. Right. But the right to be the right has to be self-critical. It has to be debate. It has to call out each other. He does it. He does it all the time. Are you kidding me? Shapiro could be like, yeah, I mean, this next guy, I mean, I've had him over to my house. He's a close friend of mine, but he's a fucking moron when it comes to fucking this. He does it all the time. Ben does it all the time. Ben will talk about how he really likes some journalists, but how they're like totally wrong and garbage or something. Like he does it all the time. He doesn't care. Um, the right is being broken down by big tech, but it is stupid to do anything about it. Big tech doesn't really mean anything. Big tech. We'll see. We'll see. You know, they said the same thing about the written word. They said the same thing about the fucking plow. Um, critical, just not destructive. Cause the left that exactly. That's why I make sure, uh, I say that I try to like, not make it personal. And say, like, I like, I, I'm glad he's doing what he's doing. Because I am. And that's genuine. But, I mean, he's just crossed so many lines, it's fucking laughable. Andrew Clavin is great. He hit homers. Yeah, like, I disagreed with something Clavin said on the last thing I heard. I heard. And Clavin is one of the most brilliant guys there is. He said that, uh, he was talking about the word nigger. Except he said the N-word. But... He was like, yeah, some words, but he, he was making a good argument about, you know, he talked about George Carlin and the words you can't say and words are just words. They don't mean anything. He's like, but if I say oak tree, uh, you think of oak tree and then there's words that are despicable and you can't separate the two. And I, I want to be like, what if your dad was hung from an oak tree? What if, uh, what if you're black and the word nigger reminds you of everything you've overcome? Like, no one should ever assume what a word connotates in another human being. Yeah, lynch, that's funny. That's a good way to put it. It's like, if you say oak tree, it's like, well, what if you are lynched from an oak tree? What about the word lynch? Can I say lynched? What about cancer? What about necrophilia? Why nigger? Why is it nigger? I know the answer. We all know the answer, but we, you know, it's because our statism has to keep the myth going that slavery is our Jesus Christ that the black man in America is um, for always will be a victim because without that, they don't get any money. They don't get any votes. And so the sacred and the profane. So if you make something sacred, you cannot say something profane about the sacred person. It's the same reason leftists can be like, God fucking damn it. And then just be like N word. It's because they've made Black people, they're Jesus. And that, you, you, you guys can be like, oh, you've lost it, blah, blah, blah. In six months, you'll be like, you right, I finally get it. You know, my sister was finally fired from her job. So now that things affect me, I see that you're right. It's true. So if your whole, if the, if the left, is their entire narrative revolves around victims. So what do you do with the sacred? You remove the profane. So you can no longer... Um, 
blaspheme that which you hold sacred. And that is what is hold sacred in America is the black story of slavery built this country. And ever since they've never been able to get their shot. The truth is slavery did not build this country. The free markets built this country. Slavery holds back countries. Slavery makes it so people don't innovate. Slavery is not effective. Slavery is, is only used by people in extremely desperate and shitty times. And then ever since they've been able to climb out and many have, and many are not victims. The Jews were almost wiped off the planet in the 1930s and 40s. And Jewish uh, Jews were making more than the average white person by 1950. So oopsies. The, the, the one, the thing that actually uh, destroyed the black family was the welfare state, was uh, President Johnson. The statism itself is what did it. So they make their Jesus Christ, they make the black person their, their savior, their, their, their sacrificial lamb that they were sacrificed. And so therefore you have to make it, pro, you, you can't say any profanity around uh, that which is sacred. So you can know. So the word "nigger" is the most offensive word in the in the English language now, when it makes no sense at all, none. That makes no sense. Everyone knows it makes no sense. Think of all the words that are worse, like they're genocide. Genocide. How is that not worse than nigger? Nigger was a, a, a word used in a shitty way to call people in the 1800s who were slaves. And then it was carried over after by uh, mean people trying to uh, denigrate somebody based on their past. That's the whole thing. Genocide is a word that means human beings capable of trying to eradicate another group of people from the planet simply because they want them dead. Which word's worse? I mean, come on, man. How is rape not worse? How is... It's just obvious, man. It's so fucking obvious. There is no slaves in America. There is no black slavery in America. There hasn't been for generations and generations and generations. There's Right now, there's pedophilia in America. So when Tom Hanks calls a six-year-old uh, sexy baby in a, a sketch, is that not more dehumanizing than, than just the word nigger? Like, this is fucking insane. That's why, so I disagree with that. Like when Clavin said, you say oak tree and you think of an oak tree and there's other words. It's the virtue signaling of the right that's driving me a little mad because he's smarter than that. Shapiro's smarter than that. Everyone's smarter than this bullshit. N-word. N-word. What word? The real N-word is no, I won't comply. No is the N-word. That's what it is. No. It's not nigger. Nigger's a stupid word. It's a meaningless word. It's like spick, kike. Dyke, slut, faggot, jap, gook, slant, dago, wop, mick, greaseball. It's all the same shit. It's stupid. Kraut. You know, people were calling uh, Germans krauts as they were blowing their fucking heads off in ditches last century. Can't say kraut? Like, what the fuck? It's all the same family of words. So like when people are like, oh, the word is so disgusting. It's like, no, you're tipping your hat to the religion of the state because you know who their savior is. It's the story of slavery because that's how 
They, they, they got the biggest theft in human history has been American taxation, where they've taken trillions of dollars in an attempt to make, make the poor black woman whole again. That's the scam. And since you know that corporations and governments are so sociopathic by definition, you know that there's no chance it's out of compassion. All right, I got to go. Uh, hugepianist.com for tour, patreon.com slash WDTL, comment, hit the like button, share, subscribe. If, if you don't, you're gay. But this has been a fun stream. Thanks for uh, keeping me company while I've been up. Had a little taste of insomniac, but uh, I love you guys for real. Much love. Spread the love. Be good to each other. Life is short. Life is hard, but life is rewarding. And I need to pee out of my giant cock because I'm not a black midget like the guys that David Walsh, Chicago Bears mom, physically can't get enough of. Like when right after she's done fucking one black midget, she's like thirsty. It's like a like you're thirsty in the desert. That's how she is. She's like more, more, and they just she's got a cannon. Someone's just shooting black midgets at, at her, and just legs spread. She's just like, yes, it's the only thing that makes her happy. Way more than hearing from her son. When she hears from her son, she's like, ugh, and she's like, I'm getting, you know, I, I got some black midge, a black midge fly coming.